You are about to experience the corpse cast. We would advise any listener who may be ill, pregnant, or of weak constitution to reconsider listening to the show for fear of an onset of health issues related to encountering bouts of pure shock or fright. For those who wish to continue, just remember to avoid fainting. Keep repeating, it's only a podcast, only a podcast. Everybody and welcome to episode ninety of the Corpse Cast. I'm Mike. I'm Shane. Hey, how hey, you doing? How you doing? There? No, like amazement for ninety. I thought this was going to be no, a big one. I'm going to stop doing that. Oh, why? Because you looked at me going. <laughs> I was he's like, gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna like, do it. I was no, telling me, he gonna do it. He gonna yeah. do it. <laughs> he my little huckily. <laughs> he my little huckily. He gonna do it. No, how's life, man? Good. It's cold. It's Holy cow. Arctic. It's tweet tweet. Arctic cold for the next week. Arctic cold. You know what sucks about it is I like to cut corners while I'm shoveling my walks. Yeah. Because usually if you do What the, does that mean, cut corners? You mean like cut the corners? You like it to look nice? No, that that means that because I have a three-car I have a three car driveway, you know? Yeah. That's a lot. It's a I lot think. of lot of driveway. Plus, I live on a corner, so I have to go all the way up and around, yeah. you know, to the back. That's all my sidewalk. Do you have good cement? Like a good cement driveway, like if, uh, say, a big truck pulls into it, you're like, get off that cement. No. You're going to crack it. Maybe. I don't I don't know. I've never old had a big truck. Old people do that. Well, old people I, do maybe that. I will in a few years. Well, you've had MS come over there and pick some stuff up. Yeah. Yeah, nothing. We didn't have a crack. I guess we have good cement. Yeah. But usually, I'll, I, I, I try to fake it out so when people drive, they don't. I, I, do, my, I do my main uh, driveway, and then I do just a little bit. Down, right. down the way until they can't see it anymore because when they drive. So I don't like do the other sidewalk. Because usually, you know, in a couple of days it's going to melt anyway, right? Right. And well, it hasn't, it's been too cold to melt. So everybody knows my, my shame right now. Yeah. They're, they're going, this dude, look at this dude. What if there was somebody in a wheelchair that needed to access the sidewalk? Yeah. Listen, you know what? And I say that like they're the asshole. The, the thing is, is I'm the asshole. Yeah. Because, you know, there you go. I mean, I, what if they slide all the way down the road? Well, then I, it, it, once they're off my walks, I don't care. Yeah. Because I'm no longer liable. Exactly. You're so, like, hey, man, wait, wait, let's get the tape measure out. Is this a property line? No, well, you're well, fine. Plus, I've got the church behind my house. And usually a guy on a four-wheeler will come and just do that whole that whole walk. And I, and I placed a bet. I'm like, he's going to do it tomorrow. He's going to come all the way down. Yeah. And he stopped right at my line. See, there's like this, a dick. There's this guy at work, and he's yeah. like, oh, I live in a circle. Uh-huh. And this guy that lives in my circle, he is a, that's what he does in the in the winter is he plows the thing. So what he does is he plows the entire circle. Right. I mean, the well, entire thing That would be freaking out. nice, right? And, and I was like, huh, does anyone give him a fruitcake or anything at Christmas to say thank you? And he's like, well, I, I don't know. I don't know. And I well, said- do you think someone would knock on his door going, where the fuck have you been? Because you get used to that. Yeah. They clean your... Well, yeah. He does it out of the, the goodness of his heart. No, and I'm trying not and to be And as soon as it doesn't ungrateful. happen, they're like, that son of a I, bitch. I'm not trying to be there. ungrateful that, uh, like that. But I, I mean, but the thing is, is there was a good show coming up on TV. I won't even mention it because I know it makes all you people, oh, this again. So I won't mention it. 
but Twilight I had to hurt. the series. Yeah, there was Twilight the series, and I Downtown Abbey, down down. Downton what's Abbey. it called? Downton you know what? Abbey. I've seen a few of those. Yeah, you you said you like them. N- no. Yeah, you said no. you didn't mind. Well, I, I, there's a big difference between I didn't mind and and I liked them because usually when when it's on and my wife's sitting there watching it, mm-hmm. I'm doing something else and I didn't mind it. Oh yeah. So I wasn't watching it well, either. That's, yeah, exactly. You're like, oh, I love that show. No. It's like, do you even know uh, what's in it? No, no, I don't. No. I'm yeah. doing the crossword puzzles. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that's what I do. Anyway, episode 90, you know what we're talking about today. You know, we've got a running theme going today, actually. Oh. If you, if, if you were abreast of our uh, future episodes, you know, the, the list we have going on, you would notice that we were going to do Daughter's Hell songs. Yeah. Which hell that fits right in with the with the theme of today. Mm-hmm. But we listen. Well, Shane, you got through one time. I got about two, well, actually four songs into it, and I'm like, I texted Shane right away. Hey, do you want to do something else? Because yeah. it was awful. Yeah, it, 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 yeah, it was pretty painful. And we're not we're not going to say who was the one that uh, that uh, suggested it. No, no, because uh, we we don't want him to cry, right? Yeah, no okay. crying on this. So show. there's no crying on the show. Absolutely. If you got to cry, call in and cry. Because <laughs> because we if you're gonna cry we want to hear the pain because it makes us stronger right yeah but we decided to kind of go what uh, what was the next episode we were gonna be doing Slayer Rain and Blood so we moved that up okay right Slayer's Rain and Blood and then the movie we're gonna do is we're gonna be talking about 1960s yeah Jikogu yeah Jigoku Jigo Jigoku Jigoku yeah which is basically Hell, um, hell, yeah. So you know, you know what's awesome about that is here's here's how this all fits in. Okay, okay. Jigoku is a movie about kind of a, a Japanese. I, I mean, I don't know if it's like you know, like uh, a religious thing or a cultural thing, but it's an interpretation of hell, right? <sighs> that I'm that I'm not very familiar with, but it's hell nevertheless, and it's obvious it's hell, and you know, sure. whatever. Um, and that matches with. Uh, the Slayer album that we're going to be talking about today, Rain yeah. and Blood, because I really feel like Rain and Blood is like the soundtrack that you're going to be listening to while the devil's sitting on his throne passing judgment. Yeah, especially oh, yeah. that Japanese uh, king, oh. king of hell. You know what? By the way, I, I with the makeup going. <laughs> I was. I just, I. That's why I l- always look forward so much to doing a Japanese show. Yeah. Just for your Japanese impressions, I love it. But yeah, so that's the show today, man. Yeah. We got. It's going to be a good one. Oh, I oh, I, I. Well, any Japanese one I think is good. We got to line up more just for that, just for your voice. Yeah. And whatever. So don't disappoint us, cats. I know it's a lot of pressure. I'll try not to. Um. Let's see. Um. We don't have a heck of a lot else to talk about. Before we get into the show, I did want to mention one thing, though, uh, and this is a little bit of news, and, and, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit. Okay. Okay. And I just want to say I want to I want to point everybody to the Zombie TV Facebook page because mm-hmm. we just uh, well, when I say we, I mean they. They just bought a whole brand new West Coast. Uh, sorry, like like this haunted asylum on the West Coast that we're going to be. Um, 
I guess they're going to be doing a lot of more filming. They're going to be doing a bunch of more shit there. I'm just saying people who are who have the zombie TV and who are watching it and who notice that nothing's changed for a long time, right. there's a lot of things in the works, and I actually have been working a ton on a ton of stuff for the website that's not even out live yet just sure. I mean, because we got to wait until it looks great though by the way you let me in you let me know you i seen it well it right looks good well thank you i mean i, I updated the, the 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 look and feel but i mean even since then i've been working a lot of stuff that's all it is is just on my local machine and yeah you know where it's gonna be it's gonna be it's, oh, I'm big so, things big, I, big i'm really times. excited i just want you i just want you guys to say hey if you've got a roku and you've noticed that there's nothing going on with it lately just stick with this man don't don't give up on us yeah. You know? Don't give up. I don't want you to forget about us. Isn't there a song that goes like that? It's don't good. you forget about me. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Duh, right? No, good. It's when you fucking put your fist in the air and you got her earring in your hand. You're like, fuck yeah, baby. <laughs> Molly Ringwald. I don't even under. I don't even get that reference. All right. We'll leave it at that. Okay. Someone I might mean, I know, I know that she was in uh, uh, that movie where that... Uh, the guy from that show cried a lot. Yeah. That's all I got. I mean, that's, you know. Crying. Crying. That's I've been listening to a lot of Roy Orbison lately. So. Mm, have you? Well, that'll get your blood pumping. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, also I wanted to make, you know, we don't usually do a what we've been watching segment on the show. But for some reason, maybe it's because of the holiday and whatever, I want to just recommend a couple of, can, can I just say, hey, I've been watching a couple of shows. And I want sure. to recommend a couple. First of all, I, I do want to say that uh, uh, a good friend of mine actually mm-hmm. had the uh, the full um, thirteen. Uh, what do you call those sequels of the fran- of the franchise Witchcraft? Oh. Remember those Witchcraft movies? They're erotic. I, I I don't even know if I've ever seen one. No, but he had all thirteen DVDs of those, and he's like, "I'm never going to watch these. Do you want those?" So I graciously took. Yeah, those. you said. Oh yeah. What year? Seventies? No, it's eighties. But there's thirteen of them. I don't even know. I I know the. I know in one of them, you know who Julie uh, Julie Strain? Is that a person? Julie Strain. She mm. was the. She's been in like a ton of softcore. And she's been in. Now you've got my interest. Well, well, in basically these witchcraft movies, that's in essence all they are. Sure. So I've got all thirteen of them, and it's eighties. So there's something there. So yeah. So I'm. I, I haven't watched any of those yet, but I am looking forward to those. But there are have been a couple of movies that I've watched, and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. The first movie I watched uh, was. Have you ever heard of a of a a, a movie that came out in the nineties? That starred uh, Samantha Maselli. Hmm. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Come on, Samantha Fox. No, so you know uh, who's the boss? Ayo. Oh, Tony yeah. Maselli. You oh, know Samantha? Yeah, you bet your ass. Yeah. Oh, I know her. She's she was. Hot. She's in Charmed. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I can't remember her name. But dude, she was in a movie called Embrace of the Vampire, and it's she's naked the whole time, and it is glorious, and it's one of my mm, very favorite yeah. young man spank movies. Oh yeah, and I guess they remade it. It's called Embrace of the Vampire. Yeah. They remade it in... No, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. They remade it with just... I, I, I was going to say, I can't remember what the girl was from, and I thought we did it on here. But no, I wrote a, I wrote a, a review for Horror News about a, another movie that this girl was in, but blah, blah, blah. I'm mumbly. But anyways, I watched it, and I mean, it was total shit, but it was actually pretty... It was good. It was You good. see it a was lot, good. huh? Well, you know, that plus it... Do you get to, like Columbo, you get to inspect her... Physique. Well, make sure there's no spots or boils. And I pinched a little bit, and I said, "Come, come on, Torquemada, come uh-huh. check this out." You know, 
No, but I'm just saying, you know, I mean, it was silly and there was just a, it was just a lot of naked, a lot of naked in it. Mm-hmm. And it was good. And I liked it. I'm not going to lie. I'd like to see little Samantha oh, fully grown now, but naked. And dude, let me, let me tell you something. Okay? Writhing and thriving and I had the, pumping I had the thumping. VHS of that. Yeah. And, you know, I, I remember, uh. I put it in my top drawer and I hid it underneath my underwear when I was a kid and stuff like that. Of course and, you did. That's where you put it. Hey, they aren't, this ain't going in the sock drawer. It goes no. under the undies. Yeah, because, you know, I mean, your mom doesn't want to go through all your freaking stain underpants yes. and stuff. So you're putting so it So you there. put it in the dirty clothes, not the no, clean. No, oh, well, no. You, I mean, let's let's just put it this way. I was I was making stains that no washing machine had a chance yeah, of getting yeah. out. So, I mean, was that is that disgusting? That's a determined mother that's like, by God, I got the Clorox. <laughs> I'm going to get that out. You know, know what? How he put that in there. You know what? I think I'm that's the ninth out. circle of hell. Yeah. That, you know, having to go through 13-year-old Mike's. I, I was probably even older than that. Yeah. But Mike's underpant drawer and, and checking all that out. Yeah. But no, so I hit it one time, and, and one time my dad came down, and he was like, and I don't know what was going but I pulled it out because I was thinking I was going to go watch it for like the five billionth time. Right. So I pulled it out, and I had it in the ready, and I was, you know, whatever, it's late at night because, you know, I mean, we we had like one TV downstairs, and we had one TV upstairs. Right. You know, so it's not like now where we have 27 TVs and they're all in our own room. Exactly. And stuff like it's that. like, I got to pick my time. I got to yeah. pick my and I'll machines. What, remember the sleuthness of that? It's oh, like, yeah. That used to be like an art form and it was really super fun. And, you know, maybe it made it a little more heightened response. Because, oh, yeah. you know, now you just turn on. Oh, there, I'm done. Exactly. Whatever, I'm turning this shit off. Whatever. But what I'm saying is. is Dad he, came down. <laughs> Dad came down and saw it. And he. Oh, what is this, Mike? And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, it's Brian's. Uh, he let me borrow. Oh, you, I haven't watched. I turned Conan I on him. I threw him under the bus so oh. fast, dude. It's a whole. Uh, you throw everyone under the bus, Sam. You're diving no, behind the couches no, listen, and listen. shit. You're you're just a listen. Jump on. We had we listen. My growing up times, dude. It was fair game, man. It's it is the it. You know, I'm sure you should have at least said, you know, that if if shit goes awry here. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm. I'm. No, no. We did. We in, in with Sam. I'm like. You realize. I'm gonna. You know what. You know, like the same thing that we have here. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's like. Know, I, I'm blaming it on you. Baby. Yeah. Exactly. And it's all. So, I mean, you. it wasn't like. Oh, but but you know. So basically, he's like. Well, I, I hope that you return that. I'll keep it upstairs till then. You know. And we. I just kind of forgot about it. Yeah. And like probably a, a few weeks later, it was still up there. I took it back and gloriously watched it again. Yeah. And it was mine once again. But now the remake's out and it's great. You know, I was like, I mean, it's not great, but I mean, it's freaking, I mean, because it's not Samantha Maselli, right? But yeah, still. God, whatever her name is. Her, Alyssa Milano. Alyssa Milano. Yeah. There you go. Dingo. Oh my gosh, dude, by the way. Samantha Maselli, that's just filthy. Yeah. You, that name comes out. Oh, yeah. Samantha Maselli. Because <laughs> she was like 12 Dude, or have something. you seen the, well, we've talked about this before, I think, but the, the uh, Corey Feldman, Corey Haim, Nicole Eggert, full nudity Nicole Eggert movie. No, what's that? I it was some HBO thing. Holy dude. crap! It's out there, and she looks. Be- I was like, oh, I thought oh. Nicole Eggert. I want to see. Wait, we you see so her bad. naked, not the Corys. No, and they're no. yeah, but they're fighting over her. No. That's what the movie's about. Is they're fighting over her love. <laughs> oh, really? And they're both sleeping with her, and it is just because she back glorious. then. Oh my god, she was like when she was on Charles in Charge. Uh, she melted me, man. Yeah. She melted me. I was just like, who is that girl? Who's that girl? You know, what's funny is the younger sister who was taller ended up growing up being really pretty herself, but she'll never be the pretty one ever because Nicole Eggert was in that same show. And Nicole Eggert was on the uh, Sugar Ray album. 
I did not know that. She's the. Uh, I she's just want to totally fly. naked, but covered up in spots. And, oh, yeah. really? Sugar Ray. I just want to fly, Ben. Uh, no, it's a. Every morning when I wake no, but, up, there's yeah, okay. a dirty little pig by my bed. What's that song called? I can't remember. No, but, uh, every morning. Every morning. But what was I mine? What was? Now I just forgot what mine was. What was? Alyssa Milano. No, 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 no. What was the song? Because they. Oh, I just, just want to fly. Yeah, that's that's them too, I believe. Oh yeah, it is. So okay, I mean, so we're both right. How does that feel? That feels. I, feel I like both, it when we're both right. You know, I, I you know, and I also okay. So I I know that was long. But I want to mention a couple other movies, too. I saw one movie that wasn't that good. In fact, it was terrible. It was Dario Argento's Dracula. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. First of all, let me just say something. Asia Argento stars in it, of course. And you see her buck naked, of course. Right. I, 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 I'm sorry. I have a thing for her. I like She's her. She's not bad looking. A lot of people think that she is disgusting and dirty and filthy and maybe that's what i like about her she looks I don't like know. she smokes a lot and she's french well she no well she's italian number one and number but two but she looks like sometimes when she's got that frenchy haircut you know and she's just like <laughs> well she, i may she, or may not stink down there kind of oh you know what i that's one thing i never think of because i'll tell you what i mean she's you, like you, you know you know my love for fervor flying your beer i can do it <laughs> i just see that from her i do it's like that's awful. First of all, that's that's terrible. Second of all, she's she's getting older. I mean, she's like my age, right? She still looks good. She's got like a Nerf gun. I don't know. I just see her doing something like that. Well, let know? me let me ask you something. Okay, so but there there. I mean, this is. I think this is kind of a um, a, a conversation that we need to have in the horror genre. And I'm sorry for the <laughs> I'm sorry yeah, for the ladies to have to put up with this because this is these are things that I think about all right, the time, okay. right? Keep okay. Going. But over, over. Okay, 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 I'm done with that. I'm right. done. It's too distracting. I keep picturing it. I, it's fine. Just keep, I keep going. picturing. First, I, of, I will not do that no more. But anyway, so I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about. Okay, so it's kind of controversial. I remember when I first started podcasting in like 2008. I mentioned because you know it was before I didn't talk to other people. You know about right. horror stuff, and right. then all of a sudden I started. You know, hey, well, I'm starting to know people who like the same shit I do. Right. Sure. And I mentioned, I think she's so hot, and I just got a bunch of shit on me. Mm. People were like, hey, you, get into my car. Who, me? Yes, yes you. Yeah. No, 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 they didn't do that. That was Billy Ocean. I wish Billy Ocean did that to me. Yeah. But no, they were giving me shit for liking that. But you you, you like her. Oh, yeah. I think she, she's she's dirty. She's oh, not, for she, sure. You don't bring her home to mama. Well, you, know, oh. you don't take her home to mama, but you call her right as soon as you leave mama's house. You're like... I'm coming over. And she's the kind of girl that will take your call after she knows that you just left mama's house. Right. So that's okay with me. And she's the kind of girl that would say, you know what? I don't want to meet your mama anyways. Good. I just want you. Because your mama's face is ugly. Your mama. That hurts my feelings a little bit, but I'm like, I'll get over it. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. The movie was awful. um, But there was a chick in it. Like the opening scene, the chick was... Mm-hmm. Magnificent. Yes, but it's so funny because, listen, and honestly, it would have been a decent movie. It wasn't bad. It was cheesy and whatever. But the special effects, the 3D special effects, Uh-oh. were so... I mean, they were worse than you're even thinking about it could possibly be right now. Mm. It 3D is, special effects? Well, no, I mean... You know what I mean? Like CGI right, and right. stuff like that. You know, three... You know, it, It's sure, supposed sure. to be in 3D, but I only... I watch it in 2D because I don't have a 3D TV or anything like that. Right. But no, dude. 
this was this was the that was it was it was the worst. It was laughably bad. Oh. I mean, the rest of the movie it wasn't great, but so I'm I, sure it'll be on the list sooner or later to watch. Which so what? like a episode one eighty five, it'll be like, oh yeah, we're watching it. Do you think that I do that to you on purpose? Do you well, think? no, no, yeah. no. I don't think you do, <laughs> but it's just like you know, maybe it pops on, maybe it doesn't. Well, we'll see. We'll see how how good of a boy you've been. Okay? All right, and doing less of this. I'll take it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Oh my gosh, this is going really long. I want to mention real quick: machete kills. Yeah. Eh. Oh. It wasn't great. I was a little bit bummed out about it. I'm. I haven't seen Machete, so. But there was one. Oh, you haven't seen Machete? No, I haven't seen you either. You got to see the first Machete at least, especially for there's a the first scene of Machete. I like, like the, his jacket though, with the knives in it. Oh, dude, that's, trust me, that's the first, sexy on his flabby old Mexican <laughs> boobs. Well, it's just because his skin sacks. It's not like he's, he's a old. Tubby. Oh yeah, I mean he's plus he's been in the sun a lot. I think. Well, sure. I think I think that I think his chest is like my chest right now. It's as supple as a baby's bottom because I don't freaking take my shirt off in public if I can help it, right? But his, I know he, that. I don't know. You know, his is like sagging down or whatever. Well, you got to get out there. Before you're an actor, you got to get out there and good point. make some money. Well, you got to get out there. Apricots. Hey, machete, don't. You don't mess around, son. <laughs> He's like, I make my money. But there's a movie I saw that I really, really liked. It's called Byzantium. And I'm not going to say anything about it because I don't, you know, it's just a, it's a, I just thought it was a really good movie. It's a nice little vampire movie and that, it's great. Uh, and there's good looking. Netflix or no, or yes or no. Uh, I don't, I don't think it is. Uh, Maybe we'll add it to the list because it's pretty good. Yeah. So, and even, you know, it's weird because my wife liked it too. Well, so, mm-hmm. I mean, that kind of takes it down a couple of notches. But. Uh, how do you know? How do you know? I'm because, li- because, I'm, because I'm, my I'm, wife, because I'm my I'm wife like watches it. shitty movies. Well, you might like it. You know, I like shitty things. I know you do. Anyway, okay, so sorry about that. I know we went a little bit long, but I just wanted to say, hey, you know, check these out. Don't, whatever. I figured I, I figured I needed to talk about Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Because, because watching that remake brought back all those wonderful memories. Um, and I'm, I may or may not go back to watch the old one and uh, rekindle my love for 90s Alyssa Milano. That might be a hot thing for you to do, is to track down I a have copy of that. Oh, right, the I old, said, oh, you no, still no, got no, the no. old I mean, one? I, no. Oh, no. I don't have I'm the saying, VHS anymore. Try and bust a nut to that now. You might be reinvigorated. <laughs> you might go, That's oh, my God, I that, feel like I'm, I feel listen, like I'm uh, listening to Huey Lewis again, and it's it, Back to the Future is listen, just the hottest movie. All I'm saying is, is I've, been, I've been trying very hard to be subtle and whatever, and you're, telling, you're, you're just dropping the, hey, check it out and bust a nut. No. No, I'm no, not doing that. I'm that's just saying. you did that. Perhaps maybe you were doing that or maybe not. Okay, that's your dad thanks. knows what you were doing. No, no, no I your just, dad knows what. No, you were doing. because you know what? I just took long showers because I was dirty and yeah. I was going hormones and stuff like that. It's one of those metal scrubbing pads. <laughs> I'm so out of here. Oh, anyhow, let's get into the show. What do you say? I um, can't wait. We got the question of the episode for you. Do you remember what it was? Do you even remember what it was? I have no idea. I'm glad that we all prepare well for this show yeah. or uh, for the question, okay? Um, here it is. Up, okay, okay. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Give me your top I, – I set up to your top three actors who have, are the most charismatic on, when, they, when they come on screen. Mm-hmm. You know, and I added three because I figured that everybody's going to say Vincent Price. Everybody's going to say yeah. um, uh, Christopher Lee, you know, whatever. In Linda fact, Blair. 
Oh, okay. See, that's, you know, whatever. But I figured three because maybe we'd get a, a new one. And I actually came up with three, but I have a bunch of honorable mentions that when they play a specific role that they have this kind of uh, char- charisma. But mm-hmm. you know what? This this section isn't about me. No. It's about it's about the listeners. Yeah. It's about the folks who called in, and we have quite a few voicemails. Good. What do you say we get right into those? Wonderful. Are you ready for something new, by the way? Oh, pleasantly. We have a brand new caller. Get the fuck out of here. Live from Las Vegas. Las Vegas City. It's it's uh, Wayne Newton, or the guy that got his uh, throat chopped out by that tiger. Even better. It's Nicole. Here Nicole! She is. Hey, buddies. This is Nicole hey, calling. Buddy. This is the first time I've called. Hey! I dig you guys. Super dupe. Awesome <laughs> show all the time. So oh, come on. Thank I'm, you. I'm nerding out right now. This is my first call. I'm nervous. Oh. Um, so for the question of the episode about the three top actors in a horror movie with best on-screen presence, I really could only think of two, uh, um, and it's two particular actors. No rules, baby. Specific characters. Um, oh, she, okay. Bill Mosley oh. as Otis Driftwood and Sid Haig as uh, yeah. Captain Spaulding. She's speaking Bill my Mosley language here. I am the devil. Really, I hate to say, isn't I'm good in anything else. He's not a terrific actor, but he was born to play that part, and I could yeah. listen to him the boogeyman is real. rant and rave and say scary, creepy, inappropriate you, shit for you are, hours. You're speaking to my soul, um, baby. With Captain Spaulding. I think... Those movies, both Devil's Rejects and Talks of a Thousand Corpses, I could just loop them and watch. She's them speaking my language. In the background, Sid Haig and PJ um, Souls in that scene. The clown. The clown. Yeah. So those Fantastic. are my two faves. I, I snuck away. I'm at work, so I got to get back to work. Um, next time, I won't sound like such a lame-o. Oh, anyway, you're what? Thanks for everything, guys. No, you're no, awesome. No. You're Don't not lame-o at all. all. That was awesome. She called back. I wonder if she found another break time. But uh, you know what? First of all, people. I mean, break time, break time. Just so you know, you if you feel like you fa- you sound dumb, which uh, some people do the first couple times I call or whatever, they don't want to hear their voice. But you know, well, I was gonna say that's I agree with. I mean, I understand that because yeah. I I deal with that every single time I'm editing a show or putting the show together. But yeah. uh, we just appreciate it so GD much. It's like and you know, I like we're it just when the ladies call. I oh, like yeah. it when we get some yeah. lady action in here. <laughs> well, you know, you know what? It's funny that we get any lady action at all because of. Let's just talk. Let, let me, let's just examine our our first twenty minutes of the show and all the filth and the farth that uh, was spewed. Yeah, you know, ladies don't love filth and farth, especially they come, can look past it and they they can see through us. That's the thing, ladies know. I think they, they they know two sweetheart guys. I was gonna say maybe they look into our souls they, and they, they understand. Yeah, they, okay. they look in there and they go, these guys are just being turds because well, they're <laughs> staring at each other and giggling like little girls. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, she called back. Oh, come on. Is that going to be a running? I like yours better. Well, it's because I have to use my that. finger. Hello, gents. What? Uh, it's Nicole again, and I'm calling to try to redeem myself for that oh, you're great, baby. lame-ass message that I oh. left. I've got bone foam fright. I don't know why. You guys make me nervous. <laughs> oh, that's ridiculous. In a good way. Oh, good. So that's anyway, less ridiculous. As I was saying, Otis and Captain Spaulding, Bill Mosley, Sid Haig. Bill totally Mosley's awesome. one of mine. I could watch him for hours. Um, Otis is sexy. I don't know why. He's dirty and greasy and Gun really... in your face. I'm pausing it. I'm, i got to pause it real quick. Right. She brings up something that, that I feel like is worth talking about. Mm-hmm. 
what was I watching? I can't remember what I was watching. It was some kind of an interview with Bill Mosley. And uh, he was like, I mean, it was, I, I don't think the Devil's Rejects had come out yet. So I think it was just House of a Thousand Corpses that had come out. And he was saying, you know what? A lot of ladies are getting a hold of me telling me that they find me hot. And he's like, I don't understand that because I'm, I'm mean. I am, uh, 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 what, I don't, what's the word? What's the word when you don't like women? Misogynistic. See, I, sure. I barely even know the word uh, because yeah, I'm so nice to ladies. I've never had You it. hardly know that. Well, that's what but, but the thing is, is like Bill Mosley overall. You look at him, you're like, oh, you're just like a regular guy. Yeah, the, like, stand, I mean, and let's be real. Buying he's not something even in front of you at 7-Eleven. He's not like, even oh. really, you, I remember. I, he the, really found himself as that character, didn't well, he? he? He became that character. And it's funny because that was the first thing I ever saw him in. And I and I was kind of disappointed when I saw him in like a 2001 Maniacs or whatever. I can't, was that the movie? I, I can't remember. But in the next be movie. Be really disappointed with that. The Graves. Have you watched that yet? No, I Where have not. Where's the little pig nose? No, <laughs> I know, but I know your sentiment on that on that movie. No, but it, it was just weird. I'm like, that's Otis. Wow, but no, that he. I think that kind of like Bill, or sorry, Bruce Campbell was born to play Ash. I think. Oh yeah. I think Bill was born to play freaking Otis, and he, he's yeah. he's one of my uh, he's one of my uh, 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 honorable mentions. When I'm going to go over like certain people when they do a certain role, so yeah, right. so me and Nicole are on the same page. But anyways, by the way, I was going to say, do you think that ladies like him kind of for the same reason that ladies like write to uh, serial killers in jail and stuff like that? I wonder. I don't know. Is there something Could hot be. about that? Well, you just just a man that takes control. He's dirty and stinky and long haired. Takes control and says, "Listen, sister." By the way, do you do you know what my favorite scene of that whole movie is? Is when he's got that, you know, I can't remember. It was uh, it was the it was Rain Wilson's girlfriend, the one was she was it his girlfriend? He was the one that was like, like really pissed off at uh, it. Uh, um, oh, Sherry Moon Zombie when she's doing a little thing, she's sticking her tongue out. Right. But he's got her all tied up in that chair, and he's all, "You've been a real blessing." You know, yeah. and he's been a real blessing. And, you know, and I ain't, I, I can't remember, but he said a couple of things, blah, 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 mama. Mm-hmm. You know, and I ain't talking about scooping ice cream for your shit heel friends and all that, that whole monologue he did. Oh, I freaking love that. Yeah. And that, I think that's, it was that kind of stuff. And maybe that's what that whole scene with, uh, what's her name from uh, Three's Company took over. Uh, oh, Chris, and Devil's Rejects? Yeah, when he's just When he's rusting his, out the barrel? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. That, that's nice. fucking brutal. He's a mean some bitch. Yeah, by the way, movie. I forgot she was Do you in... think it's Rob Zombie's direction? Do you think it was the director that brought that out of him? No. Nah, because some maybe, of those other movies, know. it's like, eh. Maybe it was. Maybe it was the character. Maybe, you know, that he's just born to play that character. And it's funny because, I mean, I think it was on one of the extras on one of those DVDs. He's like, they're making He was it good as Chop Top. Oh, that and that's true too. So you know? maybe it's the, maybe it is that kind of character. And because yeah. Chop Top is similar, less crazy, but I mean, same amount of crazy, but in a different way. Less yeah. like cuckoo and more just but like. He, but it was like who was who was your favorite character in that? It was Chop Top all the well, way. Well, absolutely, it's, yeah, especially you know? in part two. Yeah, without a doubt. Anyway, whatever. Let's let's move on. Gross, but sexy. Stringy, <laughs> greasy hair. I don't know why. I like it. Hey, thanks a lot. Send so it to a bald guy. There's a question of the week. I will get it right in one shot. Oh, you're be able good. To call up and just act like I'm growing down with you guys instead of giving a speech. Bro <laughs> down, <laughs> So, Sweet thanks lady, again. bro down. Word up.
Thanks, Nicole. Nicole, Word thank up. you. W-O-R-D up. Dude. Anyone? Can I love you? corn. I love corn in that song. Didn't corn write that song? No, it's Cameo. Who's Cameo? I know, corn remade. I was trying to troll you. Oh. I was trying to troll you right there. In a and you're all about the trolling lately. Sorry. What's all that Sorry. about? You're, you're working on everyone's emotions. I was uh, like, I'm trolling, man. I'm I, trolling I think you. it's because I'm insecure in something oh. lately, so I feel the need to troll because that's kind of what trolls are. Anyway, Antony called in. Oh, Antony, he's alive. Let's try Maybe that again. Not. Let's try that again. Maybe he's not. Mike, Shane, uh, Anthony here. Oh, God, he's like been like a month, but uh, <laughs> it's all good. We came out last episode um, last week. Couple things. Uh, last episode, um, I think it was Levi that called in about uh, don't look now. Um, Donald Sutherland and uh, I think Julie Christie was the female lead in that. It's based on a uh, a Daphne Du Maurier short story. Hmm. Um. If you guys ever get a chance to do that, man, I highly recommend it. It is a ridiculously good movie. Really? Put it um, on the list. Donald Sutherland's performance. In Don't look now. Astounding. Email me. But, email uh, me because I won't remember you know, unless I get an email. I, said, I think it was Levi, man. Like, like you know, he knows the shit. to him for you know bringing that up because that's 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 a killer flick. Um. Uh, the music man uh, with the pale horse, whatever the Who was fuck it? that shit is. What was it? Like again, man, it's just silly to me. Like I know you guys got a hard on, you know, for who was it? Pale and horse. All that, but oh yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, we didn't have a hard on for it. Well, he like, he said we had a hard on for typo negative. No, when a dude like Which is true. like Johnny Cash, like late in his life, you know, close to death, is you know singing. You know, man comes around like there's power behind that man. There's there's life behind that, and there's experience and mistakes, and you know all that sort of stuff. And it's just so not. Um, I'm trying to can't even think of a word, but it's just, it's just not. You know, it, it comes about organically. Like Dude, that, yeah. that song. Do you want to know what he's trying to do right now? His delivery of it. He's trolling us. He's trying to right, break up my stride. But ain't nobody going to break up my stride. Ain't going to me down. Oh, no. I got to keep my moving. I haven't heard that song in 300 years. No. I don't know, man. Now it's zero. It's trite. It's manufactured. Oh. But that's just me. I think um, Anthony needs a hug. Hideous Man, that's just a fun little movie. I love, yeah. I love it. It was good. Any movie like that that can have fun with itself is cool, you know. And you know, like like you, I got it. Can I pause? I it? can almost see a, a remake coming of that. I would, I would. They're like, it. you know, they they get out there and they're like, what can we make a remake of? And they, dude, I can see well, that. But you know what, Charles Band has not given up his. He's creating his own empire. He is building upon his yeah. own thing with that As streaming. He I totally agree. Pardon me and speak. You know how like how big of a boner I got last night because I got or last episode because I got uh, uh, he responded to one of my emails. Mm-hmm. He just liked the fact. He just liked something that I had on Facebook. So he added you as a friend. No, no, because I was invited to this event where you can spend thirty five bucks and you can get like a hundred dollars worth of uh, of uh, full moon merchandise, mm-hmm. and then you may get a replica, a full size uh-huh. replica of these. I'm like, oh shit, I'm gonna try. So I spent the you actually may win a full size replica of, of like one of the characters because they're all dolls oh. or some shit, right? 
So I'm like, yeah, awesome. So I went and bought it. It cost me 40 some odd bucks with shipping. And he, and he invited me to that because uh, maybe we are friends. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we are friends. But, you know, whatever. He's your friend on Facebook, but, bro. But he invited me to that and I said, lol, already bought one. And he went doink-like. Like, he gave you the like? Yes. yes. Pale Horse gave us the like. Oh, no. I hope yeah. they didn't listen to that because we didn't really care for hey, it Hey, they're very too much. busy. Well, they're they, too busy. Well, they got a lot of Brooklyn business to do. We got to we got to investigate to make sure that they don't uh, unlike it. Oh, <laughs> uh, they unlike that. <laughs> who cares? Right I was gonna away. say who cares? Right away. Who cares? Unlike you know it. what? Here's the thing. You know what? That would make me sad that Johnny Kelly doesn't like me anymore. That that would make me sad. Yeah, but dude, all the stuff that we say, how wonderful is that? Yeah, I hope he watches our uh, our typo negative video show. Is We've really done gonna, an audio yeah. show. Is but he really gonna just? What, get, what happened? Gonna did we do the on the audio show? Got- we did a Salabruschiato uh, uh, album on the audio show, didn't we? Didn't we do uh, we did, Bloody uh, Kisses? Yes. We did yes. Uh, We did Dead Again. What, no, what no, did we, we do ta- on the video We show? talked about Bloody Kisses on here. Right. On the audio show. We did Life is Pale Killing Horse Me well, we did on li- the video show. No, no, no. Yes, we did. You're right. And on the show. Is we we did Life is Killing Me. We did Life is Killing Me on the video show. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like okay. So he. Sorry, Sal. You're not part of any of that, other than. Well, yes, what he we was. About. Yes, he was. He was part of the um of audio a, and video. Yeah. Okay, right. so what part wasn't he a part of? The good part. <laughs> oh, did I just? <laughs> I'm sorry. I All I right. did not mean that. All right. <laughs> I take that back. Yeah, they do some good stuff, and a lot like those guys. Uh, question of the episode. Um. It's Goodwin, um, but uh, three, I would have to say Michael Shannon in uh, Bug, which, in my opinion, is a really, really That's a wild movie. movie. Um, you know, William Friedkin and Ashley Judd, I, I just thought that movie was excellent. I, I really like Ashley Judd. Oh, Bug, really yeah. Good. yeah. Oh, he got GP. I could have used uh, a little bit of... You know, to coin uh, Johnny's phrase, titties. No, it's titties. Titties. You know what, though? If you and want that. I don't want to coin his phrase. By the way, have you ever I seen Double Jeopardy? Homage. Have you ever seen Double Jeopardy? Titties. <laughs> Double Jeopardy? Double Jeopardy. Oh, what? that sounds. Yes, where she's up on the kitchen table. That's fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I'm sorry. Who was she, who was she with in that? Scene? I can't I, I know the guy. It was like I, Robert De Niro. It was something no, disgusting it was, though. It was no. like unpleasant. But uh I really like Double Jeopardy. I don't like her as a person, but I like her as, as a naked actress. Do you like her sisters and mother as a person's? No, either. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't here's the problem. I, I think I, she's the one that got away. And went, Wow. She, yeah, I got away. She's the black sheep for yeah. sure. She's the one showing and her she's boobies. Hot. Good looking uh, and doesn't hurt. Just like see, see. Here's the thing: we're talking about all this filth. That's why we don't get many lady calls. We're getting plenty of well, them. Well, we're getting we get we got Nicole calling, in, which is wonderful, and it's new. And I'm still shocked that any lady listens to this filthy show. But anyways, Anthony called back in. Uh, so uh, I think I was in Michael Shannon. Um, yeah, that's a good one. In Bug, and then he was just in a flip called Take Shelter. Yeah, that was, was like a weird. That was a weird. That was. I love that movie like though. I thought apocalypse. it was crazy. You know, he was like building like a, a shelter in his you know backyard, and no one believed him. They based that off of a Rolling Stone Drew, song. Just, that was really good too. But was it? Um, you know, his performance in was incredible. <laughs> no, um, it was too. not. It would be at least for me, Bill Mosley. 
in uh, Devil's Rejects. Oh, there you go. His, his, his look in that movie and some of the lines, man, like when he, when he killed the, the, you know, the guys from the band or whatever and, you know, he's just standing over the guy and, you know, like pulls his hair to the side and, you know, says, you know, I'm, I'm the devil. Yeah. You know, I'm here to do the devil's work. Like, that is chilling, dude. Like, that. Hell yeah, it is. That was oh, a, heck uh, yeah. You know, that was an excellent, excellent movie. I know that there was, like, a, a grassroots movement, you know, that he should have been nominated for, like, a, you know, best supporting actor that year. And I, I absolutely believe he should have. I mean, he was, he was phenomenal in that. And then uh, number one for me is uh, Nicholson in The Shining. Ah, I thought about, about that one, too. He's he's coming up some goodies. Favorite movie of all time, which is weird for a dude who hates Taco Negative and is so full of shit. His performance, man, I just think is stunning. Whoa, yeah, I I just think it's incredible. You know, in a career full of amazing performances, you know, him and that is is just amazing. Um, so yeah, and then honorable mention, man, I don't know the dude's name, but the guy who played the fucking rapist in Irreversible. I think he was like a hockey player or some shit. Oh, like never acted before, and you know he wasn't. Yeah, but hockey wild. players naturally know how to rape. You know the scenes that he was, man. It was just like this dude is a total fucking sociopath. You know, total yeah. fucking nut. That still um, is like a ringer in my head. But, uh, I can see that scene right now. Yeah. Um, as always, gentlemen. Excellent, the first one was job. getting bashed in the head. And I'll be well. Hey, thanks, Anthony. Yeah. That movie, yeah, that movie still. Ah, yeah. Oof. They start off, I just, oh, never, I won't even get yeah. into it, but you know, the whole club and the whole, hey, who's Kaiser Soze and who's all, you know, this, oh my gosh. Amazing. Um, Our buddy Beto called him. Oh, the Tao Tao. Oh God, this guy. What's up, fuckers? We're hey, not, man, we're it's not been peppers. a long fucking week. It's Thursday. I'm just barely getting around to listening to this show. I've been so fucking busy. <laughs> But here I am thinking, oh, man, I got to drive up the snowbird with a load of shit this morning. Oh, and it's snowy and cold. Truck full of skis. Snowbird. The voicemails and laugh my fucking ass off. He likes the voicemails. And then you fuckers go and switch shit up. You're doing the fucking band in the fucking movie. Yeah, we had that party. We wanted to make sure. The fucking irritating that is. My favorite part of the show is to listen to everybody's phone call. <laughs> yeah. But no, now I gotta listen to you two fucking chucklehead. Talk about a fucking band hey, in a movie on, for a fucking hour while I'm driving up the canyon. Chucklehead. I wanted to listen to that shit. That's I fucking just come and shoot an episode of the video show. We just did. Oh wait, we just did that. Oh. Oh. Oh shit. <laughs> Alright, well fuck. Anyway. Love you guys. He wasn't happy about but this the is annoying. Change. Don't fuck with me like this. Minecraft on draft. Anyway, uh, both hands draft back on the wheel. It's going to be a white three dollars in seventy-nine degrees, loaded with nuts. And uh, if I live through this, I'll call you back. He didn't call us back, so he must be dead. I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, then. dude, we were having a text thing where it was like, "Dude, be careful out there." Oh, we're c- truck driving, son of a bitch. Yeah, you and guys, it was, dude, it was nasty. Hey, I have to. Ki- I have a long commute. Those- you guys don't care about me, apparently. No. You can drive. You mother suckers drive two miles an hour on the freeway no. all day long. We got things no. to do. No. We got places to go and no. shit to drop off and pick up. No, you're wrong. If you want your nope. Amazon package in time, B. 
bitch. You better move your package. <laughs> you better move your ass. Uh, I'm done with, with that because, you oh. know what, you just hurt my feelings. Right. Tay called in. Oh, the Tay. Hello, Governor. It's Johnny T here from Governor. the UK. I'm outside at the moment, just on the way to work, and it's fucking freezing. It's certainly too cold to be bold. Anyway, it's me, yes. Long time no speaking, so hope you guys are doing a war. You know what I mean? Um, uh, right, then, the three horror people. It's got to be um, definitely Vincent Price. I mean, oh, his presence yeah. is incredible. Yeah, really, he's really, mine. Really he's good. mine. And Peter Cushing as well. You know, I know oh, going Peter like Cushing. That's British a good British sort of American side of it, but uh, that's a, a, another a, a great character. Um, and also, one probably a bit obscure, he's not exactly a horror actor as such, but I'd have to say Jeff Goldblum in The Fly, because his portrayal in that was fantastic. Yeah, he was pretty you know, good. Really, yes. really good. Um, so, yeah, so you guys are keeping all right, and I must get off, because I've got to do this work shit. Uh, but then again, it Trolley's showing up. Metal, so there you go, sir. And, the uh, trolley in a bucket. you guys before, have a fucking wicked Christmas, Gavners. All right, Thanks, you take man. care. Lots of love from Nottingham, UK, and Robin Hood. See you later, guys. Have a good Christmas. Bye. <laughs> Dude, you know what's you know what's so funny what too. A, what a dream boat that guy. That oh, yeah. guy is just like you fucking pigs. That's just how they talk. I think I think that Granny. I was waiting for that guy to go. You know, hey, move it along. You know that guy that the bobbies move it tro- along. Trolleys the street. What do they call that? Where they, uh, they like the double high bus? Oh, yeah, that's a that's a bobby. That's a cop. That's a bobby. I don't know if that's what a bobby, bobby is. Bobby hanging about. You're asking. Like a, bla- a pig in a city. Dude, have you ever seen, uh, what was it? Was it Tim and Eric? Yeah, it was Tim and Eric's. Th- he, I saw yeah. a movie that Tim and Eric was in that, uh, oh, now I just spaced his name. The guy who was in The Fly. He would just mentioned. Come on. Oh, Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, he's been on Have you on, seen? Uh, oh, my Awesome God. show. It's fantastic. It fr- I was like watching this, and I, w- I, I had no kind of weird chemicals in my body or yeah. anything like that, but I felt like. What the hell is going on? Yeah, that's what they're all about. It's just like, have you ever seen that one shit. where they had like the, the Johnny Depp lookalike guy in the in the in the jacket made out of diamonds and they had like this whole little yeah. brought to you by Schlang. It's it's on Netflix. You ever seen the Zach Galifianakis bit where he's the and, acting oh, oh, coach? Oh, oh. I thought that was comedy Bing Bing. And he's kicking over plants, going, you know, he's like, oh, between he's, two ferns. Yeah, I've write that. that down. Yeah, I've seen that. Was that was that Tim and Eric? Hello, Governor. You put two fingers <laughs> in your nose. Hello, Governor. You pinch your nose and go, Hey, anyone got any ice tea? <laughs> That's acting. That's Tim and Eric. Yeah. Oh wow. Uh, what's comedy bang bangs? The black guy with the giant hair and yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, Reggie Watts. He's I, uh, fantastic. I yeah. Okay, I've I've been watching a little bit of both. And oh yeah, they're both pretty funny. Jeff Goldblum was hilarious. Hell yeah, he is. It freaked me out. I was like, don't you like that when you see someone? You're like, oh, you're kind of obscure and haven't been in movies, and then they pop up, and you're like, I like you, man. Talking about the Schling chair where they where they force smells in your nose <laughs> yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, that's weird. Oh, let's see. Who we got up next? Uh, oh, the Wolfmeister. Wolfenstein. Mike, the Wolfman, hoping that this call uh, actually gets through. It got through. Sorry, I had to cut out early on the Skype party, but, oh. well. Yeah, uh, me too. Like I said, there were just issues with folks and had to make a call. Oh, but I don't uh, know what he's talking about, but we're week, glad you showed up, the man. The three people I think have the best screen presence. I'm sure that most that these three probably have already been mentioned, but I'm going to have to list Vincent Price. Oh yeah, 
Peter Lorre and no. Boris Karloff. Those are... You can't go wrong with the classics. No, you cannot. You Absolutely. just can't ignore them when they're on, and it's a bit damn shame we lost all three of them. Well, Anyways, I will talk to you all later. Looking forward to the next show. Bye. Thanks, man. Listen, you, Wolfer. you know what's weird is uh, the... the um, I think, I don't know, I don't know, maybe I'm full of shit, but it seemed like, I mean, maybe it was like kind of the, it, it had like since the golden age of Hollywood. Right. You know, those old school guys and, you know, even, uh, even, I can't remember his name, uh, Junior that played the werewolf. Lon, uh, Lon Chaney. Junior, yeah. yeah. And, you know, even he, even though he ended up being a weird drunkard and whatever. It was good. But he was really, actually, you know, I didn't even think about that. Because I guess you had to have some kind of a big screen. I, I mean, I don't know. What's the difference? Was it because there was less movies? Was it because, I don't know. But you look back at those guys, and they were. I mean, they commanded they, attention. They were the thing. Well, yeah, it was sure. it. You know, you get Boris Karloff, Lon Chaney that would change his fucking face up oh, and right. stretch it and you, bend it. And to be it's honest like, with you, Lon's the first time you're seeing that well, that's stuff. That's true, too. You know? But I mean, even Bella Lugosi is Dracula. You know, yeah. I watch him now and it's like, he is, the, well, maybe it's because every vampire slash Dracula, uh, you know, character in some way is based off him. And, sure. Because you know, I watch that now and I'm just like, that is so perfect. It may not be the scariest movie on the planet, but. You look at your, you're looking at the sets, you're looking at the black and white, you're looking at him, you're going, wow, yeah, that's pretty it's dang sweet. It's it's everything you know, you know, just it just soaks yeah. in there. I mean, years before you were born, your your parents were little kids watching right. that show, right? Absolutely. So you're seeing that, and you, you know, it's, it, those are images that you see everywhere all the time. Yeah, and you don't even know where it comes from until right. you get a little bit older. Because, I mean, I was Dracula a hundred times for Halloween, dressed just like Bela Lugosi, and I'd never seen it. Yeah. But I just knew that's what Dracula looked like. And that's and it made such a huge impact. That that's, and by the way, he's one of my, he's one of my honorable mentions yeah. on the thing anyway. People are, just, people are just picking mine off one by one. Zombie Rose 13 called in. Oh, the Rose. Hey, Zombie Rose 13 from Northern California. Uh, Turn just like got the phone you love. Through the... Uh, Last episode, and realized my calling from question of the week didn't make it in. Oh, it didn't? I don't know if I called too late or if it ended up in digital hell. It pro- that's life, what it did. I, I really thought I got a good answer to something, but out again. Yeah, sorry, man. A uh, character in a uh, different movie's franchise. Now, I first thought it was going to combine films. It wasn't really a playing a character film, but that was um, Alien. Actually, probably Aliens. And then Seth plays the xenomorph with the thing. Oh my gosh. I think that could be kind like, of a cool oh. offshoot. Kind of a fun thing. You know, they all have to deal with xenomorphs, but alien being the thing. Right. Kind of a cool concept, I thought. Not only are you um, banded on the Arctic we're Circle. We're actually putting a character just to Antarctic. be better into another film. I'm going to go with um, Sex Machine from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Uh, put him in... Uh, John Cocker's Vampires. Oh, he would belong. I really thought his character was kind of funny, underused, kind of a little brash back, brash, and he'd definitely be a good foil in the film for the other characters. Um, doesn't matter if he lives or dies, I think he'd be fun to have in the film. Absolutely. Uh, talk to you guys next, well, the next question of this week, after I finish the episode. Talk to you later. Bye.
Thanks, man. It's yeah. a rose. Dude, Sex Machine. Uh, uh, what's his name? Tom Savini. Mm-hmm. Come on. He belongs <laughs> to freaking Vampire Man. By the way, Vampires. I, I And I've loved this movie since it came out. Well, plus it has a, like a big history because one of my freaking wife's friends, she wasn't my wife at the time, but really got pissed off because I wanted... I we we all went out to see that movie and she waited in like she she left I think I don't I can't remember if she watched another movie or if she just sat out there think like stewing the whole time in her juices oh, I hate Mike and I hate that he likes these movies and I just can't believe that Ember's in there with them and isn't and, that something and I just and it's when, like when people spend that much fucking time yeah. just go she her 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 hatred for me boiled up and I freaking hated her guts so it's like yeah, yeah that that works out. No, but I love that movie, and I think that a lot of those guys from Dust Till Dawn, it's kind of a similar type of themed movie, a Southwestern type of landscape, stuff like that. Yeah. Hell, what was I going to watch tonight? I was going to watch uh, Embrace of the Vampire. I'm watching Vampires after Embrace of the Vampire. You know what that means, don't you? That means that I'm going to watch about 10 minutes of Embrace of the Vampire and fall asleep, because yeah. that's, that's what happens when I go home after this show. Yeah. But no, cool. I don't know what happened. Your voice was last time, things, man. though. Start them and finish them. Well, I don't finish. I well, st- I'm saying, but you'll finish it another time. Start it, though. I'll start it. I'll let, let's start finish it. it another time. I'll start it. Okay, yeah. you got it. Yeah. By the way, I think this is the record for In-N-Out. First of all, let me let me tell you a little story. In-N-Out called, right? Okay. And it was two minutes and 35 seconds, and I'm like, holy shit. He is really starting to express himself. He's really right. starting to, you know, hey, we got something to talk about. I'm gonna Turns out it was a butt call. Oh, it's a butt call. So, all right. But he called back in. And this is probably, this epitomizes in and out. But here okay. we go. Kane Hodder, Ken Foray, Michael Berryman. No particular order. Bye. <laughs> that was it. Okay. Kane Hodder, Michael Berryman. Ken Foray. Ken Foray. Ken Foray is a good one, dude. Yeah. He, he's pretty good, I guess. I mean, no, I love Ken Foray, especially like even in the the Halloween remake. Uh, I think it was part two. He was hilarious. I man. like that they put it. I like that that he's in the movies. I like right. that it's like a fucking homage. I like it when they put the homage in there. But is he like a wow? This is some shit right here. Well, it's weird because is there one scene you can think of where Ken Foray was like, God damn. When he was taking his shit and fought Michael Myers in Halloween oh, Two, that's true. Yeah, so that's you know the the the, the first movie I ever saw him in was of, of course Dawn of the Dead, right? Mm-hmm. And he was really good in that, but he still played a kind of a peripheral character. Yeah, uh, but Michael Berryman too. I, yeah, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't no know shit when he's, he's taking the shit. You bets get. I'm gonna get up yeah. out of here. I met uh, I met Ken Foray at Horror Hound. Yeah, he, I mean he's kind of a big dude, but I I thought he would be bigger. You know, I walked up to him and we're like, eh, you know, we're kind of looking each other in the eye and right. and whatever. I'm like, yeah, I wish you were bigger. That's all. I mean, is that weird? Because, well, you do that a lot where what? you're like, you're kind of like, oh, this guy's about as tall. I met him and he's about that tall and he's about this well, tall. But the thing is, is he, 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 so maybe it's something for you. He but, seems to be like a, an imposing figure. But when I saw him in real life, it's like, yeah, I just learned big. last night that Vin Diesel's like five foot five. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, get the fuck out yeah. of here. Really? Well, yeah, and that's, yeah. Because my wife loves Vin Diesel. And she and I go, and my only re- recourse is, he's like 5'6". And, you yeah. know, she's like, I'm like, you're taller than yeah, Vin Diesel. Yeah, but he's got them muscles and drives them, them fast yeah, not cars. Not to mention that voice. 
Paul Walker, who now is like, dead. Hey, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, I, you know, and and I'm not trying to say that he's not a that Ken for he's not a, a, a imposing presence. I just sure to me, just I don't know, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm big too. I don't know. Lauren called in. Hi, thank you, Gene. It's Lauren, Lauren. and uh, Jack and I are driving up to Katie Ross's wedding right now. Oh, yeah. she's gonna. Yeah, so you're gonna do the blessing this week. Um, anyway, for the question of the episode, uh, are you gonna? Uh, my answers were hard to think of because I tend to like films that don't focus on plot or character. Um, but I'm gonna go with Alessio Orano, who is in The Killer Must Kill Again. Oh, and, uh, we're talking Gialli. Jalo thing just because he has freaky, really freaky eyes. <laughs> um, Regina High. Oh. And then Inga, oh, the chimp, in Dario Argento's Phenomena. That's weird. Um, and then Jack, Jack has some choices. I got Robert Shaw in Jaws. Robert Shaw. Oh, yeah. No shit. You're swimming with bow legged uh, women. I miss that one. And uh, Adore Room of Pincher in uh, Omen. Tenebrae. Oh. I know the dog's name. I'll look it up. Like, oh, yeah. I personally prefer the uh, the cat in Four Flies on Green Velvet. She's all like dead in a bag. Anyway, um, we'll I like the cat from Katie's Cats. Wedding, and uh, it was it was fun being on that Skype call again a year later, even though I had to be out of the room most of the time. Um, so looking forward to the next. Picture didn't happen. Send some pics. Yeah. You know what? Isn't this the greatest weekend? This is a momentous yeah. weekend for the Corpse Cast, man. Yeah. It's people who met Marrying on our show are off. getting married today. By Lauren. Lauren is doing the nuptials. Isn't... I, I feel like... Lauren I, is is going to bless them into <laughs> heaven together to die forever. And, and I also... I feel like we were a part of history today. Yes. So, yeah, there you go. I agree with that. This isn't all about bullshit, people. We're bringing people together. It's all about, it's all about love. You want a relationship? Yeah. Come a death row. <laughs> I don't know what that has to do with anything. Uh, Jake called it. Oh. oh, my Jake, the Python, the Power Man. Hello, Mike and Jake. It's Jake the Snake. Uh, guys are probably recording right now, maybe. Or No, I was still at work. And, uh, I've, Mountain I time, Bo. The deadline. Yeah, I'm sorry. Work has just been kicked my ass lately. But question of the episode, sorry. top three horror presences. Well, yeah, that's what's kind of an easy one to come up with. My top three are from the bottom up: Bill Mosley, Tony Todd, and Robert Englund. Oh my yes, God, he! Yes. I, I might as well not even answer not now. Very he, everybody got my jewels. It's honest. He's got your crown jewels. He does. Well, everybody. Oh, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I realized last week I forgot to uh, talk about the movie you were talking about, Cannibal Holocaust. I should I should weigh in on that. Like, I mean, oh, the floor's yours, sir. What a freaking movie that is. <laughs> um, I mean, besides Hostel, after that freaking eyeball scene, and this is probably one of those movies that made me feel sick after watching it. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, I think probably the sickest scene in that whole entire movie was a fucking turtle scene yeah uh, <laughs> what? disgusting uh, the like monkey scene fuckers. was the worst for me because they were yeah that was so that was screaming and you see his little arm shaking around yeah, and going hey what the fuck you doing and, I hate that. 
say you should maybe watch it at least once. You know, just I agree. I think you have stuff. to watch it just Anything to understand what people are talking about. Once, well, I don't know what to say about you if you watch it more than once, bro. I've watched it I, I, I probably four times say. in my life. What are you saying, Jacob? All right, bye bye. Oh, I love Jacob. He's right, dude. It's like I watched that. I saw it. Uh huh. I watch. I get it. And I'm done. Uh, Listen, I don't need to see it anymore. here. I, two times I watched it for a podcast. Sure. So you've got well in one time legit creds. In one time was the first time I ever watched it. And the other two times I'm like, oh shit, Sam has to see this. Oh shit, Shane has to see yeah, this. I, so that and, yeah. that and that's why. I did. There's one though that I don't know why I rewatched it, but so I think I've seen it four what times. Did Sam, ever. think of it. Uh, I don't remember, but I assume that he was freaking not out. good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're talking about a dude who did not like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so right. that's, yeah, that's weird. But whatever. Teach their own. Yeah. He's doing good, by the way. Oh. He loves you. He does. He thinks you're great. He thinks you're hilarious. Well, that's nice. Yeah. He he keeps saying, man, I got to make an MP3. I got to call in or something. But he never oh, does. Oh, yeah. He never, he never does. Never like an asshole. Uh, anyway, uh, we have one more. One more. Zombie Rose called it. I feel bad because I, I knocked He's gonna off tell his us last about Halloween like, again. Well, that no, because I I cannot after after hearing about everybody's Christmas bonuses where I work, I can't I can't take any more being jealous. Oh of God, person. God forbid he tells us about his Christmas bonus for Christ's oh, sake. We're we're you. all kill you. We're all under the bus here. He's like, jeez. This is Ambrose Thirteen from Northern California calling with the question of the week. California uh, love. Top three horror after the numbers has memorized. In no particular order. Sid Haig. Oh, yeah. A long career, just an interesting. How'd you like him in that uh, Spider long, Baby? Interesting. And you have to film where he has, you know, a dozen words. Spider Baby? Oh, Sid Haig? In there. Uh, another good one would be Linnea Quigley. Ooh. She definitely has that spunk and energy that just it carries through on the screen again. She Plus the whole background character, yet she does kind thing. of feel the scene and eyes drawn to her. Well, because you're, you're filthy. And for a third one, I'm going to have to go um, old school and go uh, Boris Karloff. Ah, that's number two for I him. The really Boar think, Boar. You know, he was, I call him Boar you know, Boar. <laughs> I'm sure a long-running horror star. He did a variety of roles. And he does change enough between roles to keep it interesting. But, you know, not much of a personality actor. He's more of a character actor than some of the other Big horror stars that time period. Uh, talk to you guys next week. Bye. You know what's weird about Zombie Rose 13? Is, is he on the Facebook group? I don't think he is. I don't think he is. Why aren't you on the Facebook group, Zombie he Rose? He doesn't. He, he's got his true identity uh, well, on Facebook, but he doesn't have a Zombie Rose oh, 13. Oh, dude, make a Zombie Rose 13 and come on in. I You know, I don't blame him at all, though, for not wanting his real identity to... to well, no, I'm fine with that, but it's just like he probably doesn't have, you know, if he's living in the in this uh, time period, he's got a Facebook, but he's like, oh yeah, I don't want to let that. Well, I'm just saying, but he I'm calls saying, in. Get on in. I, wa- I want to get. I feel like I, I I feel I don't know him well enough. I, I want to like, get to know him more. We've had some That's new uh, people come into the group, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it is. It's and I'm wonderful. always happy when I me see too. Me too. I got to get in there more, but sometimes I. 
I, I just get you, you know what? So ever since I got this new job, I haven't. I mean, I used to spend all freaking day in there. Yeah. But you know, new jobs a little bit tougher and whatever. You know, be, only because we're in more, I gotta get more in there open more. area, and I can't Facebook all effing day yeah. <laughs> like I used to be able to. Anyway, so that's all we got. So uh, why don't you give us your answer to the question? God, and I'm going to be skewered at the stakes because this is a true actor, like a big time actor, and I should know his name, but is it I Johnny can't Depp? think of it. The dude that played John Merrick in The Elephant Man, and I know who it is, and I can see his face I, right I now. I don't know who played him. Someone will, please call in next week. Are you and, talking about, you're, you're not talking about me. Anthony Hopkins. You're talking, because no, no, he, no. he played the doctor no, or he's, whatever. he's wonderful in it, but I'm talking about he's the one guy that played John, and he's right here in my mind. I see his face, uh-huh. and he's been in a it's thousand hideous. movies. But, dude, I'm telling you, he was fantastic. I don't know who that is. He was unbelievable. What year was that? That was like, was it late 70s? Yeah. What was that? Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, Johnny Merrick was, it was like 74, oh, okay, so it, was, so it was early 70s, okay. It shouldn't I, have been I black and white. I see his face, too, uh. man. He's right there, but I don't know his name. <laughs> anyway. He's he's really good time, so okay. I'll say good time to him. Good time, Hercules. Give, yeah, give him one of those. How come yours is lower than mine? Yours, yours is lower. I got a deeper mouth, That's son. Weird. I got a deeper mouth, <laughs> What son. does that even mean? <laughs> um, you know, I didn't really think about it. I mean, there's plenty of good answers sure. out there, right? You want to hear mine? Yes. All right. So, I, of course, my answer is Vincent Price. You just can't leave him out. Bruce Campbell, whenever he's on the screen. Absolutely. I love him. Even when he's on those little Spider-Man cameo type things, I love it when he's on there. Christopher Lee. He Okay, so well, let's go to the honorable mention. And I'm talking about uh, certain people as these characters. Bella Lugosi, I already mentioned Anthony Hopkins, Robert England, and Bill Mosley have all Anthony been Anthony Perkins. Yeah, and Anthony Perkins. Here, well, Anthony Hopkins. Oh, Anthony Perkins. Anthony is a good one Perkins too. would yeah. be fantastic in there, huh? You know what's he was weird? Great with, in Psycho. Let me ask you. I liked the the Psycho sequels, but he didn't seem to be quite as powerful. No, in those. I'm talking Psycho. Yeah, you're talking 1960. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I got one more that I did nobody even mentioned, so I'm I'm kind of happy I'm bringing something new to the table, even though this is once I say it, it's going to be fairly obvious. Right. Tony Todd is Candyman. Oh, it's yeah, like, that's true. You know, and, and also uh, Doug Bradley is Pinhead. Those are the two. And it's yeah. like you know when they're on there and they're doing their thing and they're you know they've got the voice and they got the whatever and they're they have the calm demeanor and the no nonsense whatever. It's like oh shit. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's cool, man. Extra special creepy. Yes. And and that's and I I kinda add those two, but but anyway, so that's what we got. By the way, question coming up for the next episode. Mm-hmm. This is a Shane one. Oh. And I'm a little bit ashamed of this one, Shane. Because it's got a little bit extra filth sprinkled in. Okay. With it. Okay. It's I can't got even a, remember what the hell it was. It's got a little bit of extra filth sprinkled in. Extra you asked filth. it on the Facebook group. I stole it for this for this episode, okay? Mm-hmm. Here is the question for episode 91. If you were going to die having sex with a girl or a dude from a horror movie, who would it be? In what, mo- in what movie? And what are your last words? Right. <laughs> you filthy son of a bitch. Uh, bone phone, 385 9273 That's 385 9273 I'm sorry. Nicole, you're new. I'm I'm sorry that we're so filthy. I, you know, we we want we we want to embrace the females who listen. Come on, we don't want to be disgusting. The ladies like a little dirty in their lives. Well, a little bit dirty is fine, but utterly filthy and in 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 you know disgusting. And look at look at my look at my chest hair. Okay, I know. I see that's it. what I'm saying. 
It's disgusting. It's, it's horrible, people. Your beard hair touches your chest hair. It's <laughs> utterly disgusting. But look, I've got I've got about a half an inch between the bottom of my beard and the top of my chest hair. Oh my god! So I'm, I'm proud of that. You got hair on the back too, right? for sure. Holy Absolutely. shit! Have you not seen my back hair? Oh yeah, you're you're. The wife shaves oh the heart in it. I forgot oh about that. Oh, my gosh. We're getting on a break, and I'm going to show Shane my back. No, hair. I don't want to see it. Yes, we're going to see it. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, uh, did we give the number? 385-351-9273. 385-351-9273. Call it in for next episode. We got a treat, folks. And, and, and you may or may not be a huge Slayer fan, but I know I am. Spoiler. Yeah. Here's one minute of Slayer's Reign in Blood. Yeah. I'm 
just heard mike's minute that's never a minute no, long it's way longer than i'm sorry and this album's only like 29 minutes total long, so yeah. you're, you're you're throwing down some minutes in fact i put in the whole album oh not really all right flashback to huntington park california circa 1981 and the birth of one of the greatest metal bands to walk the earth formed by guitarist carrie king and jeff henneman let's get a moment of silence all right for all you sinners. That's right. He died. <laughs> Do you know what he died of, by the way? It was alcoholism. Wasn't no, it? it wasn't. It was uh, cirrhosis or no, no. It was uh, hold, on, hold on a second. I have it right here. Satan. Well, maybe it was Satan. Uh, necrotizing fasciitis, which is oh. a flesh-eating disease. Oh yeah, he got like a little bug or something. Yeah, so. and so yo, what a way to go, man. But if you got to go. Get eaten by freaking... If you gotta go, be in the top. The big four, baby. Well, of course. Of course. The band would rise to become one of the most distinctive, influential, and extreme thrash metal bands of the 1980s. Their graphic lyrics dealt with everything from death and dismemberment to war and the horrors of hell. Yes. Their full-throttle velocity... Wild, chaotic guitar solos and powerful musical chops painted in infect. Here he goes. He's okay. Yeah, yeah. He's got it. He's got it. Let's go. Let's go. It's that tick. It's that, uh, what did I got? Uh, There we go. (laughs) Effectively chilling. Thank you. I I might need that more. You got it. That little ping pong ball. I like that. (laughs) Chilling sonic background for their obsessive chronicling. Of the dark side. Absolutely. Slayer.net is where you can find the band. You can like them on Facebook. They couldn't get Slayer.com? What? I think someone just nabbed that right straight away. I mean, if you own Slayer.com and you're holding it from Slayer, screw you, If there's If there's a nerdy turdy that's out there that's going, whoa, this internet thing's taking off, he's getting Slayer, (laughs) Metallica, he's getting everything. Dot com. And then Metallica will just, you know, You're little, a few little bitch dollars, drummer right? will just go, I'm going to sue you and tell you, okay, give it to him. 
all of their albums are on Spotify. We are talking about Rain in Blood, released October 1986, 10 tracks, 29 minutes, 3 seconds long, produced by Rick Rubin. Oh, the Rubes. All songs are credited to Jeff Henneman as the main songwriter uh, for the entire album. And then you got some Carrie King coming in on a few tracks. Uh, Piece by piece was King. Yeah. But overall, that is Jeff Henneman's fucking. Right. Absolutely. That's that's his fucking dirty. And dealings. it's funny because even most of the lyric. Yeah, that's weird. I didn't even look at this. I'm looking Carrie at it King now. King is credited on four tracks. Henneman. And, well, OK. Oh, did, where did you see that? On the wiki. Because I saw the wiki, too, and I actually copied it. See mm. see that there? It's Jeff Hanneman and Kerry King. That's weird that Tom Mariah didn't do all the lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah, that was Kerry King's fucking baby yeah. doll right you, there. You know what's the, funny, too? I got something to bring up about that, but I'll save it for later. Okay. Iconic anthems, Angel of Death and Raining Blood. Oh, my gosh. Music solely written by Jeff Hanneman. I got to give this guy props because... That is Jeff Henneman at his fucking finest right there. And we're talking about a guy who pl- probably plays third fiddle in the band. Yeah. I mean, because you've got, of course, Tom Araya. Absolutely. He, he's out there in front rocking it. And then you've got the bald beauty. He wasn't always bald, but you know what I'm right. saying? You've know, got Kerry King. But then Jeff Henneman, it's funny because I just watched, uh, I was just telling Shane how I watched uh, the, the Blu-ray of the Big Four and they're like showing Aust- Austria or whatever that was. And uh, it's like Jeff Hanneman just sat there and he just, he was just all business. He didn't, he didn't like, bah, you, you saw King going up, bang, King was going up rock. and getting in front, yeah. and Tom Wright, but he's just back there, all business. Let's yeah. get this shit down. Let's play. It doesn't matter. We are Slayer. We are Slayer. And we are here as a unit of four fellas. Yeah. Amazing album cover art by Larry Carroll, who also did South of Heaven, Season in the Abyss Dude. and Christ Illusion. Those are like iconic fucking album oh, covers. Christ, which one is, I can't remember Christ Illusion. That's, that's later on. Right, they, but they, I, I don't remember the out, cover uh, right now. I can't, I can think of God Hates Us All. Yeah. And that was, and, and, I mean, and, and, but you know those covers. When you see them, oh, you go, that's Slayer. Oh, baby. holy shit. That yes, is fucking absolutely. Slayer. What was the, what was the 1994? Slaying album? the bitches and throwing the whippets. <laughs> what? The 1994 album, uh, oh, that was Divine Intervention. Oh, no, no, no. I was thinking Diabolus and Musica. I right. love that cover. Yeah. But anyway, sorry, I digress. God Hates Us All was just the white cover with the gold cross. Or yeah, the, with the, the, with the four gold cross. Right. Members of the band, let's give them a hi. hi. Like we're on Arsenio Hall. <laughs> we got uh, Tom Araya yeah. on bass and vocals. Right. King, Carrie King, guitars. Jeff Henneman, guitars. Dave Lombardo on the drums. This guy has a style of playing those drums. Right. Those drum rolls are not your, hey, let's just go down the, let's just take a, a ride down the fucking drum set. <laughs> let's just go crazy. This right. guy was ape shit. He's like an ape. Is he, is he's the current drummer? He's back. He, no, well, okay. Joe, Dave, no, he's not the current drummer. Well, but, he may have quit. But he was, but he was for, he was for the, the, the DV or the Blu-ray that I just watched. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's the drummer for the band. You got Paul based up. What's his name? Bastoff, Paul ba- Ballstoff. Ballstoff like was that. from like nineteen. He was in Forbidden, and then he joined Slayer. Nineteen ninety two to nineteen ninety seven or something. 
Then you have John Detty and then Paul Bostaff again. And they say, and then Dave Lombardo came back. Let's get him back, son. You know, it's let's funny. Let's get him rocking. And then again. we're then in like 2013. Holy cow! In 2013, it was Dave Lombardo and then John Detty and then Paul Bostaff that all came back. Because I mean, look, I've got I've got mm-hmm. the timeline right there. You see that all that purple. Yeah. So they were cheating a little bit. They're like, yeah, bro, you're back in the band. But you got Tom Mariah, Kerry King, and Jeff Hanneman all the way through. Sure. Until, of course, Jeff died. Yeah. And then they got they picked up uh, Scott Holt from uh, from Exodus. No, we can't say. And that's the dude that's jamming with him now. Oh, they haven't really done much. I mean, this has been this year, right? I mean, he died in, what, 2010 or something like that, 2011? Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, but, but that dude, he's a great guitar player. I haven't heard anything with him. And he's well, the, he, and been he, he's, he's kind of the inspiring uh, thing behind. He was in Exodus forever. Right. I mean, he started that band too. So, you know who else was in Exodus? Who? Kirk Hammett. Oh yeah, Kirk Hammett. Was he was. It's all. Tip. It's all very incestuous. I just like saying that word. You know, I do. People. Fun nugget. Oh. In 1984, Kerry King filled in on guitar for Megadeth's first five shows. No ever. way. Well, that's, that's pretty fun and cool, right? Yeah. Awesome. Here's another little fun night. Oh, we got another one. Slayer was formed <laughs> by vo- by the vocalist and... Uh, what what oh. did I write down here? Did it, did Before I- Slayer was formed, vocalist and bassist Tom Araya worked as a respiratory therapist. You don't say. He had a real job. That makes a lot of sense with these highs because, dude, he hit some... Well, there was a couple times on this album that I thought that there was like a guitar squeal but because it, it was so high, but it was him. Yeah, it's him. He's rocking the... Yeah. He's he's rocking that shit. Yeah, it's good. It's what, cool. do you th- what do you think about this album? I mean, where do you lay on this album? Here's How do the, you here's lay a down here's a naked? With, and I, with what a do you do cat, with it with when you lay down naked? Burt Reynolds? I mean, what? Alyssa Milano and you naked... Listening to this album, Here's what the thing. is happening? When we, when I, when when I'm like, hey Shane, I'm texting you. We let's not do Dodd the Dot. What was it? The, the Daughters. Let's not do those. And then I look the next one. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. We're it's it's raining blood. Well, this shit ain't even fair. I mean, because here's the thing. For dudes my age, it's like these guys were like along with Metallica and along with Megadeth these guys were the mother effers man yeah these were i mean this is what you listen to to be a badass and where did you come into slayer at i mean where where did you go ta here it here's is here's the thing i was i was not i, I okay i'll see jun- i'm going to farmington junior high you know and i'm like hey i'm mike i'm in farmington junior high i'm pro- it's probably 88 or 89 or something right. like that so okay so that i mean that's where i'm at and all of a sudden, I heard an album called Injustice for All. Right. And I'm like, oh, shit. That's amazing. So I went out and bought that one, and I listened to it, and I'm like, for about two weeks, I'm like, oh, my gosh, my mind is blown. There's a whole new world. And and then a friend of mine is like, you know what you ought to go do? You ought to go check out these bands. So on the same day, I went out and bought Rust in Peace, Master of Puppets, and Rain and Blood. Yeah. I locked myself. That's not a bad little fucking little bag to walk out of music land with. I, 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 I swear that I basically locked myself into a room for months. Yeah. Just listening to those. 
And this and this album is one of those. So it's kind of not fair that we're doing this because this is one of the Mike's Mike's becoming a man. Yeah. Mike's Mike's you know it's, found it's himself, self discovery type of yeah, thing. Yeah, self discovery. Yeah, that sounds good. And so because it is. Yeah, absolutely. And I totally. Of course, I didn't tell my parents that I bought those, and I didn't. You know, I was. You know, I had to. When I'm oh, I'm looking at the cover of Rain and Blood, I'm scared shitless, and you know, I'm I, I and I know this is weird, but. It's it's as it's as as clear as day. I'm sitting. I I bought it and I go home and I'm you know taking the deuce, yeah. you know, and taking I'm it, yeah. bu- and I'm busting open these tapes because I brought the sack with because and I you know and I put the Metallica one on, but I'm opening up the Slayer Rain and Blood and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is some scary shit. It scared oh, yeah. the living holy hell out of me. And uh, the the next time that I I think the next time that I was really that impacted by uh, one album. Was a, a few years later, I got uh, Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah. And uh, amazing. Yeah. Stuff. But this is one of those ones that was like a real defining moment in young Mike, in junior high Mike. And so, yeah. like I said, I don't know if we can sit here and talk about this. And I, I don't know if I can talk about this and kind of be, you know, oh, let's let's step back and let's. Yeah, let's let's, let's break it down. Yeah, let's no. let's break down their their situation. Because as I as I'm listening to this this week, and it's and, and, and admittedly, it's been a long time since I turned this on, but I'm turning this on and it is just it's firing me up, man. Oh yeah, it is really just. I mean, I'm in, I'm in I'm in junior high. Here's yeah. a fun little uh-huh. story for you. I'm okay. in junior high. Uh-huh. And I'm running around, and I'm uh, I'm in gym class, and I'm eating, you know, a giant salad for lunch, or or like a, you know, that chow mein that they used to serve up. <laughs> oh, here's chow mein. Sure. And this tape kept going around, and I I was hearing about it because I'm in uh-huh. those circles. What year do you think it was? 80, it was 86, 80, I would say it was eighty. Yeah, because you're not. I mean, you're not. You're only 86. a couple it's years. A, yeah, eighty six, eighty six, and. It was haunting the chapel. Oh, oh, that's a good one. And too, it though. went all the way around the school, and mm-hmm. I took it home. <laughs> Everyone's like, "I don't want it. Do you want it?" It was like well, a it's dirty, scary as shit. Like, right? Yeah, dude, you got the the you know just the white cover with the pentagram with the swords and blood at the bottom is haunting the chapel, <laughs> and it was four songs on it, and it was just like, "Yeah, I'll take that home. Why not?" Uh, right? Did you have a mullet at the time, or was that pre mullet chain? No, I, I probably had a mullet. Well, I, I had a mini had, mullet, but I had a, I've you, seen a picture with you with like one of the most glorious mullets of all time. No, I I grew that shit out, baby. Well, you I were mean, glorious. I had I had like I like to tell them I had bangs that I could put in my belly button and long hair in the back that I could put in my asshole. I, That's where I was at, son. <laughs> I I thought I saw a picture of you like in high school going to a dance or something. No, that was that was ninth grade. Oh, okay. so yeah, it, right. that, so that was mullet time. That was okay. That was that was right. Slayer time. Okay, yeah. all right. I was with my buddies Thad. Yeah, you can I, look him up on well, uh, Thad Facebook, Peterson. He's probably your on your friend list. And yeah, it, that was the we were heading to the uh, the dance. The, I the saw that you were all dance. you were all dressed nice in our little so, yeah, tuxedos. Exactly. Yeah. I saw but, that and I'm like Shane was a handsome. Uh, you still I put, are. I put Don't my peener. I put my peen. Put my peener in uh, Stephanie Ovia. You can look her up on Facebook. <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> you know what, though? But it's this kind of music that reminds me of that kind of shit. But like, let me tell you. Okay. Yeah, the, I was already in Dirty Town. I was with King Diamond. I was with uh, yeah. Slayer. Right. 
And Slayer busted that bubble. It was like, this is creepy. This right. is scary. Right. You know, this is trouble. Yeah. This is what mom and dad says. Hey, don't listen to that devil. Right? No, it's devilish. Because it's evil. the 80s. Sure, yeah. Oh, you know? trick or uh, treat. Tipper Gore. Holy yeah, cow. Tipper Gore. Are you kidding you're me? like, you're listening to some devil stuff. Yes. But, so that's my first taste of this band. Well, cool. And they took me to Pleasure Town. Well, of course they did. They're satanic because anthems. They, they took one look at you and said, look at that guy. He's got a mullet. We're going to take over his soul. And he's going to put his peener in. Who was it? Stephanie Olivier? Oviet. Ovia. Oviet? Oviet. Oh, okay. It's O-A-V-I-A-O-T-T and a couple of Z's on there, too. That's what I got. Well, everything, everything you're in Utah. You're bringing me down. <laughs> zibby, zibby. All right, all right. God, do you think people actually like look people up like that? I hope not, because wouldn't that be weird to like, oh, by the way, I just yeah, friended I you because you. I know that freaking Shane boned you in ninth grade. Well, I didn't bone her. We, oh, we, I thought you said we, you we put just, your penis I, in. I put my penis in. In what? In her vagina. Well, that's a bone, right? Well. How did you not bone her when your penis was in her vagina? Now, my first my first <laughs> we're bango. Getting, we're getting some story time here, folks. My first bango was, <laughs> I don't even know if she, her name is Sunny Snow. Oh. She took my virgin <laughs> At that same house, ironically enough, where I laid... Stephanie Oviet down <laughs> after the dance. Wait, Stephanie Oviet didn't take it? Well, I didn't. Or was she I, after? I'm talking about like the full climaxioso. Oh, wait. You put it in, but you did not Put climax- it in, but she was just going, I was going, come on, man, let's get into this. <laughs> you know, we dated for a long time uh-huh. and she was just kind of going, hey, man, the, I don't know if this is like, like really feeling like, the, I don't know if this is the time. I got to go. <laughs> and Sunny Snow, she said, mm. It's time. <laughs> oh. She heard my rock band jamming. Oh, dude. We walked right over to were my you room like, and, Were you like, <laughs> give me the ping pong. Yeah. Was she like, was she like, oh, that was short. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I it was, it was, it was right out of the money. I think, I think, I think that that's basically everybody's first experience. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't, done it already? wasn't taken. Oh, you must be. Oh, okay. It wasn't taken sacredly like, oh, God, what are, you know, right. hugging and kissing. It was like dirty girl going. I'm a dirty girl. I'm listening to your band. Let's go in the room for a minute. Oh, shit. There it is. Yeah. By the way, I, I, I like that drums. we added this, by the way. I like that we I added did, that to the band. I, I did rock the drums harder. Well, you, well, you, After that, I was like, all right, we're going to play a. Well, your head was or, clear. Your head was clear. Play. Yeah. You didn't You didn't have any impediments. You were there to rock. You weren't and thinking about boning. And then she just went back and went, oh, my God, girl. He came in a minute. <laughs> she was way more experienced. I bet she had 10 or 12 under. Oh, well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, Shane. Let's, Probably let's, uh, the band that I've seen the most besides oh, really? typo, like, typo Negative. Really? What is your band that you've seen the most? Megadeth. And how many sure. times have you seen uh, Slayer? Like six. Yeah. I've never seen Slayer. I've never seen them once. Those fans are brutal. Really? They don't care about anything but Slayer. Really? They don't okay. care about... I've seen them with System of a Down... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You saw him with I the, did see him uh, with Megadeth, the Monsters of Rock. Monsters of Rock and Alice in Chains. Chains I'll, yeah. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I think I'm going to divulge something right now that you may not be prepared for. It was too much rock for me. I had to leave early of that show. I was so... I don't think I made it to Slayer. I don't think I made it all the way, Shane. It was raining that night, too, pretty hard. Well, it, I it don't, was at the raceway, and it was raining hard. Well, and I'll be honest with you. But I was a young the, lad, yeah. and I was like... That was like one of my very first ones, and I'm like, 
I don't know if I can take the rock. I don't know if I can do it. I don't think I don't. Dude, the rain coming down, it was like. Doo, doo, doo. Yeah, I don't think You're I've like, seen get him. Get the fuck out of here. I think Megadeth took like a minute to kind of go, hey, it's raining out here. Fuck yeah. this. Oh, we're going to hold off. Yeah, so, yeah, because that, that was the. Alice in Chains opened up, and who was it? It was Anthrax and Megadeth. Alice in Chains Slayer opened. And, yeah, that's it. It was. Yeah, a, I didn't make it to Slayer, dude. I'm. Uh, I'm sorry. I. I feel like it turned. So, but I was. I was young, though. I yeah. was like. I didn't have the. I didn't have like the experience or. Or like the longevity. The know-how. Yeah. The will. The the. It, yeah. it was weird. And the I. Fortitude. I'm. I'm ashamed now. But you know what? I'm sorry. This uh, is a masterpiece. It is a classic. It has oh, inspired yeah. more metal bands. If you are in a band that is circa goddamn nineteen. 19- 90 right and say oh uh slayer i don't know what that yeah no you're a liar yeah it's it, they created what you hear today oh, yeah. absolutely they are the masters of the realm you know what's weird too about this album is every i mean okay so let, let's talk about some of the song lengths okay i mean we got the angel of death which is by the way it kicks off the album in superb fashion. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, in I'm, I I know I'm gushing people. Just bear with me because this is one of those ones. Yeah, I, I may or may not have got a hand job in my life to this album, and oh. that makes it that makes it really special to me. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, but we got two o three for piece by piece. Necrophobic is one forty. Altar of Sacrifice two fifty. And then we go down the line, 254, 223, 212, 223, 327, and Raining Blood is 417. Yeah. And it's like, here, and I, and I guess here's the, the thing. The Opus. Put it at the end, well, baby. The, the, it, when four minutes, when a four-minute song is, is the opus, opus, that's weird. Right. But I'll tell you what. I mean, they did not mess around. They didn't sit here and be like, you know what? We need to sing our chorus 500 times. I really feel like that this album, and, and, and this is, like I said, this is not my favorite album. I like Seasons in the Abyss. Sure. I, I, I listen to more uh, South of Heaven. I listen oh, to more. Absolutely. I love it. But this album, it seems to be kind of the most concentrated. It's like, you know, the orange juice that used to get in those things that was frozen and you'd squeeze it out, then you put in three cans of the orange juice, you know? Yeah. This you is a concentrate. This is the concentrate. Condensed. Yes. Yeah. You put it in. And that's all you get. You get one can of it, but and it's all metal. And it's and sometimes it, if you eat it directly, you're like, "Paw, oh, that got me right here in the right here in the dimples." You know, it's kind of tangy, but it is intense. And they yeah. did not mess around with this one. Um, like I said, this was my first kind. This this is my introduction to Slayer. Uh, it's I, it's amazing because even now. It, this is this is kind of the one when you're like, oh, what you know, Slayer album. We got we you know whatever. This is kind of the their their big one. Would you say even to this day? Oh, yeah. This is their classic. Um, and I have a quote uh, when asked in Rain Rain and Blood has retained its popularity for so long. Carrie King replied, "If you released Rain and Blood today, no one would give a shit. It was timing. It was the change in sound. It was the thrash metal of the time. No one had ever." Right. Her good production on a record like that, it was just a bunch of things that came together at once. And it's like, you know, okay. You've got Rick Rubin. Yeah, well, that makes That me- guy's all over the charts. He's done the latest Lady Gaga. He's done right. System of a Down. Did he's he done really? okay. Huey Lewis. And the New- he's done so many goddamn bands. Uh-huh. And to, I, I almost wonder, Beastie Boys, 
Did uh, you take a chance at this, or are you just that fucking awesome that you go, ooh, yeah, let's do this, too? That, that but cinematic... he really put his mark on that well, album. He, yeah, he's probably one of the most famous, uh, you know, uh, record producing dudes that you know you ever hear of. Yeah, he, is he still going on today? I assume he is. Yeah, I he still... just put out and do out. Dude, the guy's got a list. I bet that is like fifteen, twenty albums long for two thousand thirteen. You're that's like, amazing. Get the hell out of here. You know, the sentiment that I just said is kind of sad. I wonder because it's like, I wonder if it's true. If this came out today, I mean, I understand. I think it is true. Well, here's the thing. I understand that, I mean, 37-year-old Mike is like, oh, I'm not going to get a hand. Well, I might get a hand job to this, but, I mean, it's, you know, for my wife. It's 1986. It's groundbreaking. It is like, whoa. I still think I would have really, really, really dug this album. I just don't, I mean, I'm old, and it just would not have had the same impact on me as it did back then. And admitted, I admit that. But if it came out today, I still think that this would be an amazing album. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't have the Post mortem that beat. Sure. When I hear Alter a Sacrifice, enter to the realm of Satan. Oh, yeah. Come on. That is that is classic. Everyone knows those little bits and pieces. Absolutely. And it's not, you're right. To be honest with you, right now, I don't know. corn. Yeah. I don't I don't think that there's an album right now that could come out that would have the impact on me is when I didn't have a job. Well, like a, like, a, well, I wasn't supporting a family when I didn't have a wife, when I didn't have kids, you know, I don't think that an album has a capability of hitting me like these did back then. Right. But if this came out today, I still feel like that this would be an amazing album, yeah. you know? And I wonder if it would have that same impact on kids who were, you know, 13 and 14 and 15 as it had on me when I was 13, That's 14 true. and 15. I think it's uh, you got a big catalog of shit to listen to well, now. Well, and that's true too. You got all of Spotify for ten bucks a month. You're putting ten bucks a month. You have everything at your fingertips. There ain't nothing that you. I used you got to go hunt it up. I used to you have. Know, I used hunt. to have to freaking scrub potatoes and then goes. You know, and I'd get a check for a hundred bucks after a week and go spend You'll it buy all. Buy Slayer albums, yeah. Megadeth albums, and it's like now it's like i don't i spend 10 bucks a month and me and my daughter share a spotify account yeah you know it's it's like i'm not putting that much money money into it. you know what one fun let me mention one funny thing now we're talking about how jeff hanneman and carrie king were the ones that built this you right. know the, the you know uh, the lyrics the you know wrote the songs and stuff like that um i remember a little while ago uh, a documentary came out called mm-hmm. metal colon a headbanger's journey you know, and this, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And this Canadian guy, like he, he's going around and he's talking, hey, let's talk some Norwegian death metal and let's throw up some charts and some stuff like that. Let's, well, they, they interviewed. Did a good job. Oh, I, he too. did a great I love. I, I watched like that, that whole pie chart with yeah, the, it's the beautiful and everything. And how and how it, like like the the new wave of British heavy metal yeah, yeah. and how it relates to death metal and you know yeah. all the you know it's it's just one it's a great documentary, but and, and I revisited it. And I watched it this week for this, just for mm-hmm. this one part. It's so funny because it's like Tom Araya is a Catholic dude. Mm-hmm. And they bring him on and they, uh, you know, they're interviewing him. And they kind of did spots with Kerry King and, and Tom, you know, back and forth. And, and, and Kerry's like, you know what? The biggest brainwashing bullshit in the world is religion. And then we're so against religion and whatever. And, you know, and, and then it cuts to Tom and he's like, no, it's, you know, we're just a, it's art. And, you know, we're a dark part of art. And we're a reflection of society. 
And one of the funniest things I've ever seen on any kind of uh, documentary show or whatever, but they have an album called God Hates Us All. Mm-hmm. And he goes, God hates us all, which is a great song. Well, which is great. But he goes, well, does God hate us all? What do you think? He goes, no. No, God doesn't hate us all. But that makes a great mother effing title to an album. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, that's great. Yeah. So I can get behind there. I think it's cool that they're, you know, they've got Kerry King and Tom Rice got such, you know, differing views on the sure. whole deal. And, you know, they're getting along and they're doing whatever. It just, it, it makes it even now old, Mike. Like back then, Mike would have been like, "Screw you, Tom." You know? Oh, but really? Oh, well, yeah. I was angry. I was mad. But now I'm like, "Shit, people yeah. equal well, shit." Well, what I'm well, yeah, that was, I got you. Well, what I'm saying is, uh, obviously, they didn't come out with this kind of interview back in the day. I'm just saying, right. I Slayer's been one of those albums all through the years that I've grown up with, that I've continued. Hell, I'm almost forty years old and I'm still listening to him. Who would have thunk that? Right. Right. Well, you know, I mean. It, 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 it is what it is, right? I agree. Fun nugget. Slayer has their own wine. <laughs> I you can go to www.slayer-drinks-shop.com. Really? Rain in Blood Red Cabernet. Really? And it is fucking awesome. Is it, it really? It's like, well, I haven't tasted it, oh. but it looks great in that bottle. I would love <laughs> someone to... I wonder, if, I wonder if it's down there at the uh, the good old... Uh, uh, I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it, too. I doubt it. Another fun nugget, Slayer released their very first live album, Live Undead, in 1985. In 1992, an American punk band called The Undead, no. with Bobby Steele from the Misfit, Misfits, released a live album called Live Slayer. As a pun, <laughs> Slayer. I thought that was kind that's of that's funny. That's great. It's like little Bobby Steele. Oh, that's funny. Little Bobby Steele. He was in Misfits. I don't Dude, remember Bobby Steele. Bobby Steele was back in the uh, the, the, the 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 beginning the times. Days. The beginning, yeah, the beginning times. Okay. I love this album. How that do you come great. down on it? You've got to, you know, oh. just you. It it this it is, is filthy. It's dirty. It is, it is the epitome of gross, dark death metal that that makes me drive up to, uh, in the 90s and 80s. every band it drives up 21st to. south in salt lake to see the heavy metal shop yeah. with that big slayer sign and go mother effer i'm stopping and, I'm and you buying can some you shit. can like literally get on youtube and just go through any video yeah. and you're gonna see heavy metal shop gear on one of those dudes oh absolutely dude you know that place is still around and it's still i mean it's yeah. not it's a, it's kind of a shell of what it per used to capita, be more Slayer albums sold in Utah than anywhere else. Really? Yeah. And some of those were for me. Slayer went, oh, yeah, we we <laughs> like Utah. All I'm saying is, is I think that this is the epitome of gross, dark, death metal. This is, I mean, this is, I mean, even even in the old times with, with Metallica and Megadeth, as is, is dirty and as filthy as those guys were, they were they didn't hold the candle to Slayer. Yeah. Slayer was talking Satan. They were talking anti-religion. They're talking, you know, on this album, they, they, you know, they were accused of being Nazis because they say the angel of death is all about a guy who, uh, you know, was running the, uh, you know, one of the concentration camps and stuff like that. I mean, right. this is, this is filth. This is what kind of what Mike has grown up on. This yeah. is kind of what little Mike turned made it. I feel like it's Little part Mike, of Big Mike. It's part of me, you know. It's part of Big Mike now, and the, I'm Listen shaking Milano people's and, hand at work. Yeah. You know, I'm hi. How are you doing, Mister CTO of the company? How you know? And, and I'm putting hey, the face you got on. A nice beard. I'm putting the face on, and I'm and, and I'm you know whatever. But deep down, 
this You're album going. is going <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I hate to say it. There are three albums that I would give a bone saw to mm. for Slayer: Seasons of the Abyss, South of, of Heaven, Heaven Rain and Rain and Blood. Blood. Yep. There you go. It's a bone. I fired up. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. What is the old horn? What? I don't even know what you're trying to do, but I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, you got to give it a bone oh, yeah. saw. It, it's That's where not. your metal comes from, young kids. This is one. This is one of those albums, though, that are like. Oh shit! Yeah, rain and blood. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's one of those ones. That's one of the, that's one of the foundation of de- all death metal. You know, yeah. I mean, this is kind of, you know, they sp- they sparked everything that went. Whoa! Yeah, agreed. Take it into a new level. So agreed. I've got some uh, trivia. You want to hear it? I cannot wait to hear it. All right, I'm calling this trivia. trivia. Now this is multiple choice, and it's a. Uh, it's a uh, interesting fun time. Oh, okay, this is good. fun time stuff. But I like having fun times. You know me. It's it's not like hey, look, come on. I I need to know your Slayer trivia's because yeah. I need to know what you know about this band because I don't want you to be false metal. Okay, good. In well, front of all, well, the I'm that, glad because that would be, I would be embarrassed if I failed. Right. So here we go. Ironically, or perhaps, this album was released on September 11, 2001, the day oh. of the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. In I hope New it York. was. I hope it was released early in Eastern Time or something, so yeah. that like before, because I remember going into work. Someone and bought it and went. Oh, oh they're, they, they're on their way to buy the album, and they're like, oh shit! Well, or they bought it and they went. This is evil enough. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Okay. Caused a wreck in, in <laughs> towers. Right. I hear okay. you. So is it A, Christ Illusion, B, Diabolus in Musica, or C, God Hates Us All? I'm going to say Diabolus in Musica. Oh, oh I, have, I don't Answer know. Answer C, God Hates Us Re- All. Oh, really? Isn't that ironic? That, I, I should have thought it. Wow, so you're bringing Alanis Morissette into this? Don't you think? Oh, really? But God no, Hates yeah. Us All in well, back. Because it was all about, hey, you yeah, we're going to... Oh, right shoot. I did not know that. How about that shit right there? I wonder if I wonder how bad that hurt sales. Because nobody oh, yeah. was in the mood to listen to shit. No one went out and bought the hottest album. No. Britney Spears, whatever it was. Well, and those of day. us in the mountain time zone, by the time we got to work, like I was waiting to lunch to go buy some shit, and it's like, oh, I was in no mood. Yeah, no shit. All right, here we go. So you failed that one. I Number see. two, Slayer drummer Dave Lombardo was recruited... For the band, when he met another member of the band, Willist, said member was delivering a pizza. Is it A, Carrie King, B, Tom Araya, or C, Jeff Henneman? I happen to know this one. Oh. Actually, I have no idea. But but I think the most, uh, the, the, the chances of somebody delivering a pizza... Oh, I don't know. It's not Tom Araya because he was a therapist. Remember? Well, right. I understand. I get he that was one. A so I'm, a, I'm at a 50-50 right now. You know what, though? You didn't even tell your Kerry King story, but I bet you he delivered a pizza or two. Turn up radio. You know what? You know what? Kerry uh, King looks like a pizza delivery guy. Oh, he does. Well, he looks He's like. Well, kinda, I play in the greatest heavy metal band. He kind of now. Greatest. He kind of looks like me. What are you saying? But he he probably dude. Did. Why don't you you do you forgot to what tell Jeff the people? Did. I don't know. Nothing. He was too busy writing awesome lyrics and 
shit. Yeah. Like that. Hey, was right Dude, in the, wait, he wait, was wait. right in the jams. Are you are you not going to tell us your Kerry King story about the the oh. answering machine? Okay. All right. All right. So I'm a young man, and I headed out with my friend Bryce Marish. You can find him on Facebook. Ask him about this. <laughs> but I went out to verify the story. The greatest place on the planet, which is Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, is that is that the greatest place on the it, planet? It was pretty great that weekend because I saw the Deftones. Oh. I saw I saw. At the Deftones show, I saw Max Cavalera with his kid oh, at the Soul show. Oh, Soulfly. Yeah. And uh, Sepultura. Uh, Sacred Reich were hanging out at another bar. No way. The guys that jammed in what? Fight? Not Rob Halford, but Fight were at a bar. It's all right. Dude, we went to this club, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And everyone was going, this is Carrie King's wife. Uh-huh. And I was like, whoa, she is hot. Was Red hot? Was she hot? Really? Oh, she was smoking hot. Smoking on. That's why dudes like that look like that get in bands. And and I was just going, you know, I don't know if that's her or not or whatever. Who cares? She's. Out. I only found out the next morning. But <laughs> anywho, uh, so we're at the uh, what's her name? Oh God, Collective Soul was playing at this bar. And I Dude, I'm telling you, the, yeah. And a step to the edge. edge. So I'm at the bar with her, and she's like, "Hey, you know, wow, you're from Utah." And I was like, yeah. And they've been telling me all night, dude, that's Carrie King's wife. It's Carrie King's wife. Sure. Sure. And I was just a dirty, you know, young lad. Well, of course you were. And with really no game. Really no game at all. Because (laughs) she says, oh, my God, the skiing in the mountains out there. And I just looked at her and I said, I'd like to ski those mountains. Uh, Or something like that. And then she went, ugh. (laughs) And she kind of walked off, and I kind of went, oh, whatever. She's a hot, beautiful, way sure. out of my league, right. redhead. You might as well go for broke. It was the next morning. She was calling to talk to one of the dudes who, ironically, if you look up this band, they're still together. Troy Mulder is on my Facebook, oh. and I can't remember the singer's name, but they're called Eroticide. So look them up on- That sounds uh, like a dirty- Oh, it's- like, That sounds like a dirty way it's to like get war, It's like war meets- uh, leather clad what happened, to, what happened to Collective Soul and like, sister don't yeah. cry? Anywho, so the next morning is when she called and they're like, yeah. And on the uh, little dialer, Carrie King. Oh, the, the she the, was calling call from right the home. E. She was calling from the home phone. <laughs> she was calling from the home phone. Yeah. But I was just like, she was a hot redhead. Well, but sure. yeah, apparently they were going through a divorce. Oh, well, that's not cool. How could you go through a divorce you when you're listening to think that a guy like me would ever end up with uh, Carrie King's wife? Well, first of all, I know the rest of the story, and I know you didn't end up with her, so I'm going to go ahead and say no, but Shane, you could have. You could have, Shane. I I just didn't have the game. You know what the problem is? Is those guys from Collective Soul, they're some handsome mothers. Yeah. They're, they're like lady pretty. That was like the weekend from hell, dude, because it was like everything was going on. It's like, why am I not living here in Phoenix, Arizona? <laughs> that's where Megadeth's from. Calabrese. Oh, that's right. But you would, listen, they wouldn't let I'd you. I'd want to hang in with his dad. They would, I was going to say, they wouldn't let you in hit their gated community. Their dad would be like, who's Where's that? Where's your dad at? Who that? Who, who's at the door? Who, that's because that's how yeah. he talks, right? Because that's I'd how say, Italian dudes I'd talk. Say, Excuse me, sir. I just, uh, I'm, I just want to come up to your palace. Hey, do you want to, just... do you want to buy a t-shirt? Because if you don't want to buy a t-shirt, get the F out of here. 
Yeah, so she had beautiful mountains, leather oh. leather bustier. Oh. She was beautiful, but Wait, I just had no How game, did Collective man. Soul? How did Collective Soul? We were at the Collective Soul concert. That's an amazing thing that at the that bar, Carrie at- King's wife and you were at a Collective Soul concert. Yeah. Is that seem weird? Oh, yo, wait. It's bulls on. Listen, I listen to Collective Soul when the wife and the kids are in the car. I, I do can still it right picture now. her face, too. She's a beautiful girl. But girl. She's like, oh, they're listen, divorcing. I freaking She's down love, here in Dirty Town with us. I love that Collective Soul had anything to do with this. I did not know that. I love that you were at a Collective Show. Oh, yeah, dude. It was fucking. Everywhere you went, there was shit going on down there. Really? Oh. In Phoenix? Oh, yeah. Ever, it's hotter than holy fudge down there. It's too yeah, hot. It was for, hot. It's too hot for humans to exist in it Phoenix. It was hot. Sorry, Tony Zoni. And sorry, Levi. It is hot. I hate we went Phoenix. to We went to like Fatty McGee's or what, Big Fatties or whatever. That You had like slushy Jack and Cokes and like Spritzer fucking coming. You know, I bet like you everything is in a slushy because that's the only way you survive in that heat. It was pleasurable. I hate every time I've been to Arizona. I've wanted to kill myself. Yeah, but you got to go down and just party it up. Well, I'd love to see Collective Soul party up, bro. Party up, bro. In a step step to the the edge to see my world. By the way, did you not cry when you watched that video? No, I never Uh, saw. Oh, the guy standing there. He's about to jump off a building, and then a pigeon lands on his arm. He's like. This pigeon likes me. There's a reason to live. Oh owner, of a, oh owner of a Lonely Heart by Yes. Owner. When he flies off that building. I, I've never seen the video, but I love that song. Yeah. Much better than a owner of a broken heart. <laughs> All right, number three. Let's get on with this. This early Slayer album was produced in one week and for 400 simoleons. No shit. The album would go on to sell over 60,000 copies on its official first release. How many? 60,000 copies. Holy shit. A, Hell Awaits. B, Haunting the Chapel. C, Show No Mercy. Show No Mercy. Turn up the radio. Yeah, that's our first album. That's amazing. Good for them. Can you believe that? No. Well, yes. That's I, pretty good. Well, 400 bucks, 60,000 sure. copies. Well, let's How put much it money way. do you think they got from that? I, I submit uh, to More you, than 400 bucks. But let me, let me more tell More than you. 400, but probably around two grand. Yeah. You're, yeah. This wasn't enough to, this was enough to like, like go out to dinner a couple times and leave right. your wife at a collective soul concert and shit. But that's right. That's not. Yeah. This is way before that. By the way, we got to do collective soul on the show. Hmm. I just so I just I just wanted to see her face. I we, think I just got we, diarrhea. We ain't doing collective soul. I just sorry people. I just I just wanted to see Shane's face. Do you face. know that I've had diarrheas for weeks? <laughs> All right. Number 4. Considering that Rain in Blood is only 29 minutes long, this song appears on the album and is a blistering piece of work clocking in at nearly 250 beats per minute. It to this day is still considered their one one of their fastest songs ever. Is it A, Angel of Death, B, Altar of Sacrifice, or C, Necrophobic? A, uh, Angel of Death. No, a- I'm two and two. I'm okay because I'm just guessing. Yeah, it's uh, that necrophobic. A that's okay. a that's a barn burner. Well, the whole album is like I said, it's yeah. short and to the point. It doesn't f around. 
All right, this is the money. This is the make or breaker. This is the money, honey. This is the sweetest cream that you can. Are ever- you asking what is the best collective soul album? And I submit to you, it's Sister Don't Cry. I submit Sister it. Sister Don't Cry No More. Sister Don't Cry Anymore. Oh, Christ. That is just so fucking. I don't want to hear it. Oh, okay. Sorry. I learned that. Let me tell you something about that song, though. I played it on the guitar and I played it for. On a stool? Hey, here brings this brings I something. I don't know. Up. I don't know if hey, I was you, on a stool, but I'll tell you what. I played it for Ember, and now she's my wife. Coincidence? I don't know. Hmm. Sister, don't cry. That's no interesting. More. That's interesting. Yeah. What did it bring up? Did she? Did she like that song? Had she heard that song? No, she never did. She th- and I, you told her. I, I wrote told her. That. No, I didn't tell her. Oh, I wrote you it. Liar. No, I didn't. You said. Yeah, you I had me? a hand in that. No, well, no, because. Are you kidding me? Because what happens if we're married seven years later and she she hears that song and she's like, our relationship is based on a lie. I no, couldn't. but you were talking about you were on the stool and I you were rocking the This jam. was not that time. This this was a, I, I can see it. I can see it. I, I'm in her apartment before we were married. Right. I'm jamming on the guitar. Oh, you're, like, she had an acoustic guitar. No, no, no. I brought my apartment. own. Oh. I brought my own. Oh, you're one yeah, of those Yeah, but the, the problem is, is her, her apartment was like upstairs from her parents' house. So oh, we couldn't like bone there. Oh yeah, they couldn't hear the banging. Because, they could hear because the if fucking, you hear poof, poof, they could poof. hear you rocking away on the acoustic guitar and going, Jesus Christ. Well why her, don't they get to the fucking man? I'd rather hear that than him do fucking collective well, soul you, covers. You know what? And you you may be right because during that period of my life I was just I was all about the emotions. Yeah. And that, that song played right into that, baby. Speaking of that though. Oh, I'm I'm gonna veer us off here. Oh shit! What happened to the challenge for the indie cadaver indies? Oh no no no! We're still doing it. The problem is and is, oh, you know Higgins is putting those videos up. What happened with that horror movie that oh, you guys shot? Okay, let me start with number eight. Okay, a Johnny works in retail. Yeah. It's now December, so he is he is right. like freaking. Where's your? Have you shot your bits? In pieces, no, or? I haven't. We haven't even talked about it yet because he's so swamped with work and all that shit. Right. And he's been going through some fun times, so we've been kind of putting it off. I assume we won't get that till sometime in January. But as far as the movie is concerned, I don't know. I've been. I think I'm going to go hang out with Brian either this Saturday or the week from Saturday, and we're going to go figure all that shit out. It should be pretty cool. It's all there, baby. Well, yeah, because you, you guys, know what else I have you to guys do? do all this shit eight months ago. Well, the thing is, is it's there. I've got a job. I've got a mortgage. I've got wife and kids. Come on, bro. Give then me why time. even do it? And by the way, if I've, you're gonna no, do, no, no, we're gonna do it. We're gonna finish it. Okay. It's just it just may take some time. And I and I'll be honest with you, I've been working a lot on. That I'm the only one that TV. cares about it by now. Well, Everyone's of course, forgot. Everybody, yeah, nobody cares. But I've been working my ass off the past few weeks on the Zombie TV website. Sure. And there's a ton of stuff that's on that's not even up there now. That it's gonna be amazing. You people, oh my gosh, you guys are gonna be. Your mind's you gonna be blown. blown. It's all. Blown it's, it's all gonna come. Okay. We just We just need some time. I just had to, you know, scratch that. Can I sing some more collective soul for you? Go ahead. No, I'm not. Give, going give to. me. Give me three more bars of that. I'm not going to. Oh, okay. Number five. Here we go. This is the final one. <laughs> this, this is, is for the all the break. This is for all the marbles. This is this is for all the satanic, uh, you know, <laughs> blood skulls sure. that you can absolutely that you can. Uh, enjoy. I cannot wait. Slayer has been accused of holding Nazi sympathies. Oh, I due I to the band's eagle logo bearing resemblance. Oh yeah, to the no eagle doubt. atop a swastika. 
Um, I'm German, so I know everything about guitars that. and the lyrics of this song featured on Rain and Blood. They were inspired by the acts of Joseph Mengele, the doctor who conducted human experiments on Jews and, uh, oh, Romani gypsies, no. prisoners Boom. during World War II at the Auschwitz concentration camp. Yes. Is the answer A, Angel of Death, piece by piece, no. B, Johnny got it, Angel get your gun, <laughs> or C, post-mortem? It is D, Angel of Death. Turn, Turn up the radio. Oh, yeah, I do that one. I knew that one. Yeah. That, that was one that I for sure knew. By the way, you know, let, let's take a look back on Slayer. And we're gonna we're obviously we're gonna get into some Japanese horror right now. Sure. But just to wrap up Slayer, they may not be your favorite thrash band from the eighties. They may not be your you know, your thing. Cup of tea. But you know what? If you listen to heavy metal, you owe them. You, you owe them homage. You need you to do. pay homage. There, there to is something that whoever you listen to now, you owe to them. In fact, we're doing a brand new band next week. You don't even know about this yet. It's a band that uh, I, don't, Warren, well, I don't even know about it. No, yet. you don't know about it yet. You're changing that shit right I'm cha- now. I'm changing. Well, no, I, cha- I well, in my brains I changed it before, but I haven't like officially changed it. Right. Lauren got me in touch with a band called Ilsa. Ilsa, I saw that on the yes, group. and we're gonna and I got a hold of that guy, and we're gonna be doing his album next. We're gonna do it on the on the uh, the uh, audio show. And we may end up doing it for the video show too, uh, depending on you know how how everything works out. Sure. But all I'm saying is those guys. It's a brand new, I don't know how, actually, I don't really know how brand new it is or whatever, but these guys are metal, whatever. They owe a lot to, to uh, Slayer, whether they know it or not. They is pay what I'm homage. saying. They, they, collage. I, I don't know if it's direct homage, but they're at least one of the big four Slayer has, sure. ha, has played a part in their thing. Anyways, let's move on. I, I, I really feel like we've jizzed all over Slayer enough, but I'll tell you what. Man, Mikey would not be Mikey without Slayer. Yeah, let's, let's, every every band you listen to would not be them without a little bit of Slayer. You know what? You know what would be weird in that metal category. I want to see like a what was that? What's that Christmas show? It's a Wonderful Life where the guy goes back. And he's like, oh, what happened if I never lived? Right. Oh yeah. I wonder what would happen if Collective Soul took, Jimmy Stewart took the place of Slayer back in the day. I wonder how I would have turned out. I'll tell you what. Right now, I wouldn't be this awesome. Oh. That's a good way to end it. Thank you, sir. Put the ping pong balls back in. (laughs) Anyway, we're going to go ahead and uh, play you a trailer. And I haven't found the trailer yet, what you're about to find. I assume it's all going to be a Japanese and you're going to have no idea what's going on. There's probably going to be a lot of wailing. But uh, here's the trailer for Jikogu. Jikogu. Jigoku. Jigoku. What did I say? Jikogu. No, it's Jigoku. Jigoku. Thank you, Jigoku. Jigoku. Here it is. ねえ。生と死の境を通って、お前は俺と一緒に地獄へ落ちていくのだ。
なき現世の苦しみ拭いきれない罪の意識に虚しくもだえ求め歩く一青年を描いて巨匠中川信夫が情熱を傾けて再び放つ異色野心作Tell us what this movie's called. Jigoku. Jigoku. What do you suppose that means in Japanese? I think it means hell. Oh. Or what's the? Uh, there's a all subtitle. the sinners of hell. All the sinners yeah. of hell. So we're talking about a movie, and I've got to say, this is probably the oldest movie that we've done to date mm-hmm. on the Corpse Cast. 1960 Jigoku. Uh, IMDb gives us a 6.9 runtime, 101 minutes, written and directed by a guy named Nobu Nakagawa. Mm-hmm. And he's he's since passed away, but he worked on a bunch <laughs> of Japanese ghost stories and other horror movies, stuff like that. He worked for a, um, uh, what do you call that, a studio called Shin, Shintoho. 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 I've heard of that. Which was, well, you know, Toho is the one that did all the, the Godzilla in, in right, movies, oh, like okay. That. But this was Shin Toho, kind of known as kind of a B movie type of thing, right? But um, you watched a DVD of this, right? I did. That's right. You watched the Criteria collection. I Criterion did. Yes. Collection of this movie, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, this is pretty classy. I mean, the Criterion collection—they've got a lot of like artistic movies and stuff like this. And honestly, this one is no different. I really feel like it belongs in the Criterion Collection. Um, Nobu Nakagawa did a ton of movies, uh, but the only other one that I've seen is from 1968, The Snake Woman's Curse. Mm. You know, and I was that good. Yeah, it was. Re- I, it was actually pretty. I mean, listen, <clears throat> it's obviously since it's 1968, and it's not called Night of the Living Dead. It's not like the most gory thing that you've ever seen. It's not like it kind of a yeah, like a, it's it's a different sensibility, I guess, right. is what it is. Just like this movie. Yeah, but I really enjoyed the movie. Um, this is also uh, written by a guy named Ichiro Mayagawa. Okay, mm. great. Um, this starred Shigeru Amachi as Shiro Shimizu, uh, a young theology student who is guilted by his involvement of a hit and run on the night of his engagement to his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm I'm <laughs> I'm gonna kind of be quicker on this. Yochi Numata as Tamura, Shiro's dark and sociopathic classmate who's kind of an asshole the whole the whole movie through. Right. Uh, who's driving the car when they hit the hit the dude? We'll talk about that in a minute. You. 
Yutako Mitsuya as Yoki, Yukiko Yam. Oh my hell, I'm sorry, I'm destroying this. Yukiko Yajima, Shiro's girlfriend. Also, she played Sachiko. Sachiko. Yeah. Why don't you tell Sachse, say Sachiko? Sachiko! Oh, I love it. Sachiko Yukiko. Tanaguchi, a young nurse who uncannily looks like Yukiko, but it's played by the same person, and that's why she kind of looks like her. Right. Hiroshi Izumida is Koyochi Tiger Shiga, the gangster that they hit with the car. Uh, Kiyoko Tsugi is Koyuchi's mother. Uh, Akiko Ono is Yoko, Koyuchi's girlfriend. Hiroshi, oh, there's a ton of Japanese dudes who I'm going to quit destroying their names. Right. It's a lot of Japanese dudes in this movie. They're, they're committing Harry Carey, as you say it. It's like, oh, uh, yeah, he destroyed me. Uh, anybody who's, uh, any Japanese people in Japan listening to this is like, they, by the way, put a bounty on my head for how bad I destroyed their names. Yeah. Big one. American man ruins my name. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here's the thing. This movie, it's from 1960. It's a little bit different than every single one of the movies that we've done up to this point. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. It's split into three distinct parts. Okay. <laughs> and the first part is kind of an introduction. There's not a whole lot to it. Um, <clears throat> basically, we kind of get the, uh, the wisdom. Of the Japanese uh, uh, thinkers, can we just say that uh, we get it starts out with we get an ancient Japanese proverb that is rip <laughs> that is actually reminiscent of Kansas's dust in the wind. Um, you oh, know yeah. the backdrop yeah. is the coffin; it's getting burnt up. Uh, basically, it's all it, in essence. It's saying your life is short, and then all we are is dust in the wind. Yeah, was it? What, what 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 do they say though? They say something like. A man's life is only what twenty years, twenty two stone and two score ten and two, ten years. Yeah. two score and ten years. What's a score? I thought a score was twenty years, but apparently I'm wrong. Four score and seven years ago. Right, that's why I thought it was eighty seven years ago. Yeah, but it's not. Apparently, it was longer. Well, not in Japanese years. <laughs> well, that's maybe that's a good point. Maybe it's not. They care about Abraham Lincoln. They say. I don't think they Chop give a shit. Hat off. I don't think they give a shit about Abraham Lincoln. But anyway, so we get this beautiful oh. ancient Chinese Japanese oh, proverb. Release, release, and uh, you know, release. What, what are you talking about? Release what? the pleasure that the builds with band. name that band. Sweat and sound and What is that band? What know. was that? Oh my gosh! You, it uh, all came from your ass, though. What's a VH1 special? It all came from Mike's ass. That was that was that was your dog Zephyr. Yeah. Sorry, Zephyr. I'm blaming you on that. Really? We're we're going there. Was that Machines of Loving Grace? Uh, Oh, I think it was. Maybe it was. Well, I think you dinged that. I turn up the radio on that one. Uh, Okay. So anyway, we got the whole Japanese proverb, and we see a sweet ethereal river, looking, and we're looking. At this set, and there's this ethereal river. It's a tale of the river Sanzu, the eternal limbo of dead children. And then we're told that we're all screwed. We've all sinned in our lives. Yeah. And we're making our way towards death. Not only have you sinned, but if you wrote an article, if you did anything that ends up with someone dying, you yeah. sinned. Well, and the problem is, you know what happens? Maybe the police won't catch you. Like that lady that you were talking about on the freeway. 
that you were like, yeah, I'm giving her the one, too. Fuck her. I'm going to follow her. If she would have died, you've sinned. Well, she didn't die, thankfully. She well, how do you know? Well, she well, she may be dead. Stop it. Let's just move on with the movie, shall we? You might be in the river Sanzu. <laughs> and that may be true. But basically it, it starts off with a real sprinkly rainbow Wizard of Oz happy time thing saying You know what, even though the cops may not catch you and you may not be punished during this life, but you can't escape your conscience in hell will undoubtedly catch you, and it will find you, and it will catch up to you, and you will pay. Yeah. And then we kind of go into the main dramatic part, and I'm going to skim right through this part. It's weird because here you have this intro that's very, you know, ethereal, and you've got all these these uh, beautiful, you know, landscapes. you got these beautiful women who are, you know, going through the opening credits and stuff, and I'm feeling you got like, that nice paper artwork in yeah. Japanese, and they're doing their naughty nakedness behind it but you don't see anything you see well because yeah shooting up behind it and it's like oh look at that and then we go into a whole part that i would say is more like a drama than anything else yeah i mean because it kind of it really cuts it's really different from the intro and it's really different from the ending but let's talk about the middle part um like i said i'll skim through it basically it's a story of a group of people how they interact (laughs) with one another and while they are all going to hell Right. And it's not as if this part's boring necessarily, but it's very soap opera and complex. It is. And, and here's the thing, too. This part of the movie is, is, is fairly... You know when people say it's a quote-unquote slow burn? Yeah. It's like, okay, so... You know, and, and that's what this part of the movie is. And slow burns are fine as long as the payoff is good. Right. You know, like, uh, like what's that guy? Uh, Ty West, he does like... Innkeepers. Uh, Innkeepers, and he did House, House of the, of the Devil. Devil. Now let me remind let me uh, remind me. Did you like Innkeepers I didn't or House care of the for Devil? Innkeepers, Innkeepers. I did like House of the Devil, and I was I opposite that was, on that. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that the reason that I liked the Innkeepers is because even though it was all the way slow, I felt like the payoff was really good. And was that kind of how you were with the House of the Devil? Well, yeah. I mean, all the way through, you're going, whatever, okay, babysitter, right. blah, 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 blah. Right. And then it was like, oh, shit. See, in, in okay. the, it's it's okay to have a slow-moving movie, a slow burn, as the, the kids like to call it, as right. long as the payoff is like, oh, it's the two-finger-up-your-ass from Carrie King's wife at a collective solo concert. Absolutely. Is what I'm saying. But okay, but that you know that's kind of this this part. We've got a lot, like I said, soap opery. So we have Shiro. He is an asshole friend who's always trying to start some shit. His name's Tamura. He's dating this hot chick named Yukiko. Yukiko's dad is teaching a class about world theology that Shiro and Tamura are taking. Uh, one day, Shiro and Tamura are driving down this weird road, and he hits this dude with their car. Uh, and they Yakuza. drive away. He's a Yakuza. He's a gangster. It's like, you done just signed your life away. He's straight out of Compton or the, the, the Compton of Japan. You've been to Japan. Yeah, but I, I only, you got to realize, I've been to Japan, but I only went to like the uh, corporate areas. Right. I didn't go to like the dirty, slimy what places. What would you do if you just like push this little Yakuza guy? I, I got to be honest Get with out you. of my way. When I was there, I was a little bit scared because it, I... I felt like it was so different than what it is here. Sure. That, and I was this giant dude. I'm like, oh. And they're like, did they do any of that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Like, oh, my God, Mr. Mitsuzuki. I didn't notice that. But I'll tell you what. we. I mean, I was in the 
brightly lit safe places sure as opposed to where all this shit was going down yeah you, know? you don't you don't get down into dirty town where it's like well oh, plus shit. a dude that looks like me stands out oh yeah because because i mean bald and bearded i mean i only had a miniature beard at that time yeah but yeah you i mean i'm still yeah you still gotta weird. go down there going i gotta do whatever i gotta do to respect things and not piss people off to go, yeah, we're going to chop his head off in the, the alleyway. The problem is, is they all know karate. Yeah. Because they're small, so they, they don't, like, beat you down. They know all these martial the, the arts. Their karate chops wouldn't work on you. I, I listen, You're like, I, have I, you heard was of BYU? You ever, <laughs> see ya. Have you ever seen a Tony Ja movie? Look no. up Tony Ja. Tony J-A-A. He's a, he, I think, he, what is he, Malaysian? Well, no, no, no. He's from. He's not from Vietnam. He's from. Uh, Le- he's from Laos. Yeah, I can't remember where he's from, but he's like some southeastern Asian country, and uh, basically he's this little tiny dude, and he and he like fights these illegal fights, and he's fighting this giant bald guy, and he kicks the shit out. Oh yeah, I feel like that's what would happen. Pacquiao, there. dude, you, they just fight. Pacquiao go, is it's Filipino. Sure, well, the, the, he the, is, the, but dude, he's a master. By at the way, the fucking there's art. no way me and Manny Pacquiao are in the same weight division <laughs> no, no no way you've eaten bigger rib sandwiches I, by the way guy. i had a half i had a half a uh a ribs I, I had a half stack of ribs you know that yeah. was bigger than manny pacquiao and i pounded it and that guy punches <laughs> faces in he goes could, oh do you want your face dude seriously no, look, i can't remember it. what the movies are called but look up tony jaw i swear there's some stuff on netflix he's amazing but anyway mm. let's let's get away from all the the martial arts stuff and let's talk about some jagogu shall we mm-hmm. anyway so we got all this shit going on one uh you know shiro and tamura hits the the yako the the yakuza dude and they kill him but you know they're like hey shit we're not sitting around we're not waiting around we're not letting this mother effer who's drunk walking out in the middle of the street we're not letting him waste uh, you know ruin our whole lives so let's yeah, take tamara off. says hey you took me down this dirty road yeah we hit the guy so what we're moving on you know what the problem is is that guy's mom saw everything. Yeah. She even caught the uh, the license plate and whatnot. And even when the police asked her what happened, she's like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what happened. But you want to know why? Because she's going to take out some old-fashioned Southern justice. Yeah. Southern she's taking out her justice. own vengeance. Yeah, exactly. Basically, so that six her and uh, the dude's girlfriend out on Shiro and Tamora. Uh, like I said, I let, let, <laughs> this part is kind of like, like I said, let, we, let's just get through this, shall we? After, uh, basically, Shiro feels terrible about this whole thing, but Tamira does not. Shiro and Yukiko are like, you know what? I'm going to tell Yukiko what happened. We hit this dude. Yukiko's like, you know, maybe we should go to the, the, the police. And Shiro's like, yeah, let's go to the police. But on the way there, they catch a, they catch a cab. Even though Yukiko's like, hey, let's just walk because it's not very far. But Shiro's like, no, let's catch a cab. The cab, they get in the yeah, cab and she cab. dies. Yeah. She dead. She's a, on a small tree. Well, it just kind of veers off into like for a no reason, tiny by the way. little tree. Yeah. It's almost like he had it's a like, seizure what? or some shit. Yeah, I, he saw something. But, oh, he probably then, saw the, 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 the scary ghost from like the, the smallest tree in Japan. He hits. <laughs> boom. And they're all dead. And she died. And that's. Yeah. Yeah, it, She's dead. It's you, great. It's 1960. Kiko. Okay. Kiko dead. Yukiko is dead, and then so he feels bad. Shiro feels bad. He doesn't end up making it to the police, but he, you know what he does? He goes to a strip club. You know who's dancing at this strip club? 
freaking uh, the girlfriend of the dude that they killed. Yeah. And they're like boning. It was lame with mama saying, no, I didn't tell the cops because we're going to do it vigilante style. And she says, she's laying there in her dirty red skirt, you know, oh, just next skirt. to next to mama. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to get this worked out. Sure. Then she goes to the strip club and she sees. Shiro. Shiro. There. As she's like, what, serving drinks or something? I don't know what she's doing, but they end up boning. Yeah. They make bone time. You know, which is fine, yeah. which is what you do when your freaking fiance dies. Is that then what she, you do? She, then she's shooting, like, what? What's she shooting? She's shooting the J juice, Jap uh, juice. I don't know what it is. It was Japanese. some weird shit. <laughs> she's in the, the J juice. <laughs> she's shooting that needle. I, I, it's drugs. I don't know if they call it the J juice. But anyway, basically, I'm like I said, I'm going to make this part short. Sure. It's very soap opera-y, okay? Uh, what happens is Cheryl's like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go fall into the arms of this hooker, and we're going to ha- make bone-bone time. Uh, but you know what? He gets a telegram that says his mother is very sick, and she's about to die in this old folks home out in the country. So he heads out to the country. You know why she's so sick? Is because her dad, who's married to this girl, is, or to this lady, is boning some hot little thing in the next room. The mom just got to put up with it, right? Yeah. She's like, oh, I just knew it. Be- just because of my situation. And there's some weird it's shit. The Japanese that are just like They're the weird. ladies. Are it like, was wild. Oh, God, I'm dying over here. And yeah. I understand that I'm not pleasuring. Well, so. Yeah. I he's got to find something. Come on, I'm dying over here. Listen, whatever he's happened just, to a good old spanky spank? Yeah. He's like, hey, I know you're dying. But I need to get some fucking jizz off. All I'm right? saying is, son, is you know what, lefty or righty Maybe. are the two hottest chicks in that situation. Yeah, I don't know why he had to go full bone bone with a chick half her age who, when Shiro shows up, like loves Shiro and wants to ta- him to take her back to Tokyo. Like, I may break up with you, <laughs> yeah, so I can bong bong him, ching pong. Well, pow, long pow. story short. When we get to this old folks' home, everybody's doing some shit. Shiro's dad is is kind of the caretaker of this old folks' home. He's cutting corners. He's feeding people dirty fish. Yeah, you know we got we got uh, and fish. <laughs> get him out of the river. Oh, these good. I I thought of that fucking uh, nuclear disaster right away. Did oh, you? No. I didn't. When they were digging them fish right out of the. River and going, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I did not. But it was a bad it was a bad deal. But the bottom line is, oh, it, it, I'm going to cut this really short, people, because you got to watch the movie. And listen, I don't mean to cut by because it sucks, but this is all very dramatic. And this yeah. is not, to me, what this movie's about. Basically, we, we, we meet all these different characters, and we learn that they're all going to hell. Right. And we learn why they're going to hell. You know, we got awesome parts where people are getting thrown, like, uh, you know, stabbed and shot and, and falling off uh, freaking rope bridges. And, and as they're falling off, I mean, we got the dummies who are falling. They were amazing. It's worse than like a, you know, have you ever seen a movie where it's like, oh, by the way, we're going to be hilarious and we're going to throw off a body that looks nothing like a real body. Yeah. And it's going to be super funny for this movie. But yeah, these were just as bad as they were falling down into the thing. We have a couple of people doing that. We have people jumping in front of trains, committing suicide, so they're going to hell. And in essence, everybody, and there's even a scene where Tamura is like, hey, by the way, let me tell you why you're going to hell. 
Here's why you're going to hell. Slibby-dibby. And here's why you're going to hell. Everybody's going to hell. Yeah. Okay, the problem is, man. He's got the number one jizz. He's got the ideas behind. He knows. Oh, he knows everything. Why everyone's going to hell. So basically, the bottom line is, is everybody dies. Everybody's going to hell. Yukiko's parents jump in front of a train because they're sad that Yukiko died. Uh, Tamura falls off the rope bridge. The Yakuza girlfriend uh, is thrown off the rope bridge after she tries to kill Shiro. Everybody else eats rancid fish and their poisoned wine. Uh, we even have an awesome double strangulation scene where oh, where yeah. that that old lady's st- uh, strangling. I'm gonna Shiro. strangle you, and you strangle him. And he's like too busy strangling this other dude like to get Carol that Burnett bitch skit. off her. Right? Yeah, it's it was amazingly awesome. Uh, but anyway, everybody, every have you ever heard that? Don't song? you love that though when you see those Japanese movies where they they're strangling each other and they really get into it. <laughs> By the way, they had a whole party scene there. Yeah, where you know they everybody was drinking the sake. And I mean, of course, it's 1960. This is old school, but they're partying in that old folks' home. It was that was probably one of my favorite parts because you saw all these guys doing these dances and, and they always they always have a song. Oh yeah, hell yeah! They're like, oh, allow me to pour you some sake. Sure, but it's always like, mm-hmm. and the dudes are doing like the the ultimate Japanese dances where they're doing moves that you've only seen Japanese people do. But like when you're listening to her singing the tune. And this happens throughout the entire movie. Absolutely. Where they go, <laughs> there's just like tons of lyrics that come up. When oh my see- God, you're the mountain king. Right. You've fallen down by the riverside, but it's just like, Yes, you're right. It's just like, oh my God, I can't believe you took over the castle of mountain isms. You know? It's just like, there's so many words going into, and there's, yeah, there's like four lines of subtitles. Well, and the thing is, the bottom line is, is everybody dies and everybody's going to hell. Yeah. And that sets up the final act of this movie, which, you know, kind of takes a depth. It well, kind of harkens <laughs> back to the opening, but it takes a depth. You've been watching this kind of drama go on for about an hour or whatever. And all You're of almost kind of wondering, is this a horror movie? That's what I did. I was like, I I went to IMDb. I was like, yeah, it says thriller, horror. Yeah. I mean, where does the horror come in? And and you know what? It's at about this time that you're like, oh, that's where it comes in. Right. Right. right? Okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the last act, shall we? Let's call it hell. Yeah. I have it in my notes. Head as, down to uh, the River San Zoo. <laughs> Indeed. So Shiro, basically we follow Shiro, and after he dies and after he gets strangled by the lady because he's too busy, you know, strangling someone else to kick the lady who's strangling his him, you know, her ass, right? You know, so he's like, oh, so he ends up in hell. Okay, he encounters Yukiko, the girlfriend from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Okay. She tells him that she was pregnant, and the baby died along with her. You know, and there's, you know, and like I said, with the, with the soap opera stuff, you know, there, there, this is like kind of, uh, there, it's all talked about and whatever. But basically, she she was pregnant. The baby died along with her, but she sent the baby floating away on a lotus leaf down the river of the underworld, and begged Shiro to save her. 
Yeah. Why'd she put her on a freaking leaf and send her down the the, the Shimzu River if, you know, I, yeah, I, don't, I don't really know what's going on. But she like, reminds herself. Sent, I put him on a lotus leaf and sent him down the river. Yeah. And she did. And that's Hey, was, by the way, we got to give him a name. <laughs> you got to give her a name, Harumi. by the way. Yeah, it's it's all bizarre. I don't know why at that point you're bothering. But Shiro enters hell and he's sentenced to punishment in the eight realms of the Hell Lord, uh, by the Hell Lord, Emna, for his sins. Did I mention that at this point he was hanging upside down with a spear through his neck as he's talking to Emna? That was pretty great. It was pretty cool. Um, and he makes his way through hell. He encounters all the people that he's seen throughout the movie who are all suffering in their own little ways of hell. Some are getting boiled. Some are getting burned alive. We're getting dismembered and flayed, which, by the way, some yeah. of the most awesome special effects in the world. You're talking about dudes who are getting whipped by these like Japanese ogres and all of a sudden their bones, their their head's fine, but their bones are like all oh, yeah, their yeah. guts. Pulling their bodies away. <laughs> And there's a lot of a lot screaming. of screaming, lot of and like wailing, and and it was all names. <laughs> we got people getting cut apart and beaten. You know, it, it's just I mean, basically what you would assume hell was. And uh, they they lay it out too. The the what, what's he the god of the eight hells or whatever he goes by Lord you, Enma. You did this, so you will be boiled and yeah. filleted and <laughs> and then they go through that same and they go through and boiling like, oh and filleting and so and, uh, you know honestly this is the part where it's like this is why this movie was made because basically all these hell situations we got the ethereal you know backdrops we got you know the different like levels of hell we got the different i don't i mean i hate to call them quote-unquote rooms but that's in yeah. essence what they were he would go from place to place and they'd all be kind of different yeah it's kind of, you remember the movie we did called I picture hell being that way where you're just like, Oh my God, I'm about to sleep with my lady that I just found. That's like, no, you're going to be torn apart. And then next thing <laughs> you know, you're like, Oh my God, I'm dealing with the parents and shit. <laughs> oh God. I'm sorry about that. Well, and, and here's the thing. I think that, you know, in these hell, this movie is in my opinion, a great drama throughout the whole thing. But when it kicks into this, it kind of turns into, and tell me what you think. It kind of kicks into the 1960s version of, remember the movie we did called The Cell? Where there was all oh, yeah. these visuals. It's a 1960s version of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, okay, so they go from place to place. There's, you know, Shiro's going through, you know, this room and this room where shit's, you know, poking him and needles. And, and there's all these things, you know. What I like, too, is I like that dark background. Yeah. Through the entire movie. You don't ever really get, I mean, unless they're in the rest home, uh-huh. you don't get the, you know, you get that dark background yeah. and you're like, oh, what's going on? They're in the cab. Right. Dark background. Right. Hell, you're in the dark background. It's like that. I was like, for the first part of this movie, I was like, oh, so the hell is the, uh, you know, the, the old folks home. Sure. And then Maybe. it was just like, quick. Just like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, they're all in hell now. Also, you know, one thing that was kind of interesting about this movie is that there was a like a the the, the score and the, and the sounds in this movie really, I think, made a huge impact on me. Basically, you had like, oh, you know, we're doing this and all of a sudden something bad. And then it would go totally silent yeah. except for what's going on in the movie. And it would really like be well, this is dark and this I feel alone and I whatever, you know, especially in the hell sequences where. 
like you said, everybody's wailing and they're screaming. Oh and, yeah, and it's like, and there's a couple parts where I'm like, Ugh, stop it! Yeah. This is really. Yeah. It was all screaming for each other, though. Yeah. It was like, oh, God, Shizuki, yeah. you know, Suzuki, where the fuck Honda. It's all you know, dark. Cars and, and shit. You know, and then uh, what's it? Hamarumi or whatever. Harumi. Uh, the baby. Harumi. Harumi. Well, I got to find oh, the baby now. Hyundai, Kia. Yeah. Well, cars. All right. Can we get the cars joke out there, please? The cars? Honda. Come on. Honda. Suzuki? Honda. Oh, Suzuki. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure that one hit home. Yamaguchi. But basically, that's kind of, you know, and in, in so the last act of this movie is Shiro going through hell, and it's basically a showcase of, first of all, it's the first movie that really, and, I, and, and I'm not just saying this, I read this off Wiki, so it's got to be true. This is one of the first movies that used kind of, quote unquote, gore. You know, mm. and it, it wasn't especially gory, but I mean, we we had for 1960 though. But I was gonna say for 1960, you're right about that. Yeah, there was a lot of shit going on. We had blood because of spikes going through necks and feet. Bodies and, being pulled apart, and the heads are laying there. Absolutely, yeah. and, and and rib cages full of neck. guts. It you was know, like, which was I don't know. And, and here's the thing: the reason why I chose this movie <clears throat> is because I remember watching this a long time ago. Um, I, and I have the DVD of this and I threw it on and I fell asleep during kind of the, the, uh, uh, you know, the, the soap opera part. Sure. And I woke up in the middle. It's understandable. Well, yeah. And it, like I said, it's slow, but, but, the, but the payoff, in my opinion, did a great job. Right. But I woke up during the whole hell scenes and they're screaming the way and I was freaked to fudge out, dude. Yeah. Because it's like, whoa, what? Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of, like, had to shake myself out of sleep because I was like, oh, my gosh. And it really, like, made me feel freaked out. Yeah. You know, for – that's hard to do. I'm pretty desensitized these days, right? Yeah. First of all, what would you think about the movie? I loved it. Oh, good. Okay. I really did love it. Good. I mean, this is something that I will watch again. Uh-huh. I give this an absolute high buy. Oh, I'm so glad. It was slow. Well, especially the beginning, the and you're like, okay, they're doing this, right. and oh, God, sure. I get it, I get it. But they were all likable characters. Do you agree? Sure, sure. sure. I mean, there's something that is so enjoyable about those Asian horror movies that oh, I just absolutely. go, okay, I don't know where they're going with this, and then they get to that old folks' home, and then it's, you're like, okay, well, where does the... And then it just takes a... just. A total. Let me ask you. you something too, and I think this works with me even to this day. <laughs> I think that basically, you know, it's a different culture. Absolutely, and, and they have. You diff- can look at the like the beginning of this movie. Mm-hmm. It could have been done ten years, twenty years Ab- ago. Well, sure. From what we know about that culture, well, like oh, which I don't know shit. Even the hair hairstyle, right? It's like it. There is there is something about that culture uh-huh. where you're just like, oh, it, this could be 1960 or 10 years, and it's not as if it's like creepy by itself, but it's unfamiliar to me, right? So it's like, oh, well, okay, so let's watch this. Well, that's that's pretty. And and, and there's no doubt that there's a couple of really cheesy parts, sure. like some, especially like the rope bridge shit, and some of that stuff is like. Like laughable almost. I thought it was fantastic though. Yeah, but the thi- like, but, but like how I said, did you go over? How did you? Sure. I won't spoil anything, but it's like how did she go over that bridge? Right. 
Ah! But so, but first of all, Jesus. to me, it was really cool to see kind of the 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 culture in the 1960s. It was sure. and, and how different it was from um, what well from what I'm used to. I don't know if it's still that way now or what. But I've seen uh, I've seen uh, the Karate Kids Part One through well, Four. Yeah. So it's like of whatever. course, of course. But but it's, it's just unfamiliar. It's unfamiliar to me. So it kind of sets me. It, I don't know. It doesn't make me feel uncomfortable. You can't. But it kind of sets me on that. Ooh, well, you can't break that like from the 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 beginning half of that movie right. you can't you can't go oh i saw something in there that said that's not 1960 right right it is that culture Absolutely. that's what you see that's what you know so there wasn't a hairstyle there right. wasn't anything that went that made me go mm, that's not right that's not what i don't see now sure you know from that you know and the thing is too is on top of the 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 um that I'm not very familiar with the culture in and of itself. But then you have this, when you get to the hell parts, you get this idea of hell that I'm not familiar with. And it's yeah. very interesting to me. I don't, like I said, I don't know if the eight levels of hell is like a Buddhist thing or if it's some kind of cultural thing, but to me it's brand new and it's, it's, fun. it's awesome. It, it, yeah. It, it's just very interesting to me. And then you got all this shit going on. That are all these crazy visuals, and I watched, uh, and, and, and this is on Hulu, uh, Hulu Plus, and and I actually watched it on Hulu Plus, and they have, and this is on the DVD as well. They have this extra. I can't remember. It's, it's like some kind of behind the scenes thing, and they have every. They're they're, they're interviewing Tamura and mm-hmm. a bunch of these people. The the main guy Shiro died a long time ago before they made this, but you know they're interviewing him. They're saying, hey, well, this is what's cool about, and I'm watching that going. That just adds a whole nother level of amazingness to yeah. this movie. I'm watching this. I'm 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 looking at the visuals. Is it artsy? I think that the, I think yeah. But the, but then you read a little bit about the history, and it's like, well, this Shintohu or whatever the the studio was going out of business. They were known for making B grade horror movies, mm-hmm. and so basically all these people, all these extras, had to dig their own shit. They had to help out creating like the. Like the the backdrops in the in the wow. um, you know and so it, you know you read that and it's like I never would have guessed that because as I'm watching this it didn't seem like anything wasn't totally deliberate. Sure. I loved the the view of hell in this. I loved how it was scary to me. Not I mean I wasn't like oh I'm like really scared, but it was so unfamiliar that I'm like whoa well that, that just didn't didn't sit right with me. and the river and it's like this is Sanzu this yeah. Is- and the, even the festering part where it's like, this yeah. is where you go, oh, you adulteress? Yes. That's where you go down to the, the river of gurgling blood. I the, love this the movie. The lake of blood soaking. It's like, it, they had their own, oh, yeah, here's your punishment for that. Right, right. Oh, yeah, it was very this, enjoyable. I enjoyed this movie. This is the This is probably the second time I've seen it. I watched it a lot, you know, maybe five, ten years ago or whatever. I watched it, and I remember I had the same reaction then. As I watched it this time, it seemed like it was a whole brand new movie to me. Yeah. Once it got into the kind of the hell dimension and stuff like that, there was a lot to this movie that really kind of made me feel not uncomfortable, but maybe a little bit off. True. You know, I was like, oh, well, I think that had a lot to do with the cultural. I think it had a lot to do with the score, the way they used like the, you know, the sounds, the loud, the, oh, the, yeah. the horns, the, you know, the, the screaming. And then all of a sudden nothing. I think he did a great yeah. job yeah, doing no all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I just, I mean, I really, really like this movie. I don't, I mean, I don't mean to jizz all over, even though we've been talking about jizz a lot. 
Um, I don't know. I'm glad you liked it. I have to admit, I was a little bit worried because this is one that hits me really hard. And this is one that I'm like, I really enjoy this. I just, I, there's a every once in a while we'll do a movie where I'm really hoping that you like it. It is. It, 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 I, it, I really like it. It really is a slow burn. It, I mean, you is. are watching half the movie and you're going, what the hell is going on? And you don't you have, you have no clue where it's going while you're watching the middle part of the right. movie. Right. And then all of a sudden it just takes that left turn and yeah. you're like, "Wow." And that's and I think that is the that is the thing that these slow burn movies have to do. If they don't pay off, then you get pissed off. You're like, do you "I think- suffered through this for that payoff." I think this movie's one like, "Well, I'm, I'm I want to watch a horror movie and I'm seeing this dramatic soap opera stuff." But I feel like this pays off in spades. Let me ask you this. Do you think a movie like that, that makes that hard left turn, yeah. would pass with horror movie fans today? I, I, do you think if yeah. it just went, and like, it's a hard left. It's yeah, like, totally. Do you think that would go over well? I think it would only because of the kind of shock that you go through, going through this mundane story, blah, blah, blah. Do you think something has to do with that language barrier? Maybe. Because I enjoy that. culture barriers. Culture culture barrier. Because could you imagine like, Amanda, Kevin, you know, all that. (laughs) When they get down there into the the hell situation. Maybe it's hard for me to say. There's something about Asian horror that just pulls me right in. I I agree. And I can take a movie from 1960 or... 2013 and, I'm still and just amazed go wow that this was 1960 this was the year that psycho came out yeah this was eight years before night of the living dead came out yeah you know with the with with their their version of gore which wasn't great but it was there, there you was saw pretty... guts in the rib cages you saw tongues did you, getting chopped off did you, you saw... see that in america though I don't think you did yeah i don't well i think 1960 as scary as it got was hitchcock's psycho right but these then, guys were just like going, yeah, well, something. All I'm saying is, is in the Shintohu, uh, Shintoho. Uh, gosh, I'm I know I'm screwing that up. But I'll tell you what, I the, the, when I I know that when this movie came out, it was just uh, you know kind of regarded. Oh, Shintoho's putting this out, so it's kind of a B movie piece of shit type of thing. But you know what? It's now on a Criterion collection. It's now, I mean, it's very beautiful to look at once you get to those hell situations. I mean, it's, it's a it's a beautiful movie all the way through because you have, like, the, the Japanese countryside, stuff like that. But it really, like you said, when it takes that left turn, it's like the set design, stuff like that. It just, yeah. it, I mean, it looks really good even today. Yeah. I don't know. I love this movie. I bought this movie. Um, and I don't regret anything about it. I say give this one a buy. There is a ton of stuff about this movie that we could sit and talk about, uh, especially like I said, the uh, the party and the uh, and, you know that was probably one of my favorite parts. The party in the old folks' home, pork, pork and, and booze, booze and pork, pork and booze. Oh my She's god! She's like pork and booze, pork and booze. Which right now I could go for some of both of those things. Pork Hell and, yeah! But I got some pork for you. Oh. You've had plenty of booze, man. Yeah. You want some fucking pork? No, I don't want any right pork now. sandwich. I don't know. I think, but if you have Hulu Plus, check this out. The whole yeah. Criterion collection is on Hulu Plus. Check this movie out. It's worth your time. I give this a buy. I thought it was great. It is 1960, but it's still, it, it, it doesn't scare me. Like, remember, like, on the, on the Facebook group, we had that, 
oh, hey, we're driving, we're in that commercial where we're driving down a snowy road. Oh, we yeah, need yeah. good tires. And all of a sudden, there's this crazy Japanese scary lady that comes up. It's not like that kind of scary, but right. it's one that kind of sets you a little bit off guard and you just enjoy it because it's, oh, I you, just, you, I love you, this movie. You, you take it the entire way through and yeah. go, okay, where's it going? Yeah. And you have no idea. You know, if, had I been like, just like, oh, God, I'm just going to fall asleep. Yeah. I'm glad you didn't. And then all of a sudden, it takes that turn where you're like, holy <laughs> shit. I give it a high buy. I'm, I, I'm I give really it glad almost you liked it. a bone saw. I, I am agree. I agree. I with give it a highest buy. I, oh, man, that makes me happy that you like yeah. this. I, w- I have to admit, I was a little bit worried because I know how much I liked it. And if it, I listened to that, if I watched that first half, I'd be like, oh. And you stop there. And, and if it ended when everybody died, I would just be like, fudge. That's shit. where I was at with it. It's like, oh, it's like a Jim Jones thing. Yeah. And exactly. then it was like, ah. Uh, and then just boom, it just changed on <laughs> yeah. a fucking dime. And, you know, there's a lot of symbolism in this movie. A lot of which I feel like I don't understand, like the umbrellas and the twisting, yeah, and, you know, no, stuff sure. like that. And there's a lot. I mean, and I read a couple things like that. The wheel at the end with the baby on it was a whole Buddhist thing. I didn't really yeah, yeah. understand. Yeah, I was yeah. wondering about that too. But you know, there's a lot of symbolism I didn't understand. All I know is the visuals were great. I I love this movie, and yeah. I guess that's all. I, I don't want to keep you know repeat myself or whatever. I love this movie. I think it's definitely worth a watch. 1960, which is amazing. The oldest movie that we've done on the podcast. And I think it had... It, it's 1960. Had, it's had one of Black the biggest Sunday. impacts on me. It, oh, oh, did we do Black Sunday? Yeah. So oh, 1960. Okay. You're Black right. Sunday. I forgot about that. You, by the way, kudos to you for bringing that up. Thank you. Well, Thank I'm you, Finn. I'm like a... You know, uh, <laughs> You're like Sling Blade. I'm sling blade over here. <laughs> just pops in. Oh my gosh. Well, do you got anything else? I feel like we've I I would just say I would say go out and watch this. It's great. Yeah. People it stick is stick with it. Stick with it. It pays off. Stick and hold. That's what I always say. That's that's how I like to have sexual intercourse too. Stick, stick and, and hold. hold. Yeah. Stick and hold poke. Yeah. Well yeah. Well yeah. okay. I don't want to get too personal. Come on. I'm classy. Stick and hold. Anyway, dude, don't so be bold. That's don't be bold. Stick and hold. Don't be bold. <sighs> be bold. Be smack bold. it around. Smack it around. Hurt it a little bit. Smack it, rub it. Grab it, it and pound on it so it till it turns don't. blue. Right? No. Oh, you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, well. Okay. Let Let's finish this Finesse, off. Finesse, caress, and uh, undress. <laughs> That's what I go. With. Uh, let's do a question of the episode recap, shall we? If you were, <laughs> this is a filthy, filthy question. Okay. And I already know my answer. Holy hell! Oh, I already know God. my answer. I already, already have like my top your... three. Okay. Uh, but here it is. Shane came up with this one. If you're going to die having sex with a girl slash dude from a horror movie, who would it be? In what movie? In what movie? And what are your last words? The bone phone, 385-351-9273. 385-351-9273. You got anything else for the folks? No. Are you tired? I'm tired. Well, you look like you could go another 12 rounds. I'm tired. But you know what? Let's just let's let these guys go. Thank you so much for listening. We love you very much. And we will catch you guys later. Take it easy.